I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick! <laughs> so, bloody man. <laughs> Yes, yo, it's going down right now. Oh, Episode, oh God. wait, wait. What show that. are we on? What, <laughs> I this? forgot. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, well, yeah, what's going on, everybody? This is episode 21 of the Woodsboro Rose podcast. Sorry, I fun. thought thought we were 22 shots there for a second. My it bad. wasn't. Uh, wasn't. It wasn't funny. <laughs> I laughed, so whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to hear their feedback, the 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 listeners' feedback. Uh, <laughs> No, but what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 21 of the podcast, and uh, yeah, here as always with my co-host, Austin, and uh, well, we have uh, two special guests on here tonight. We have the two hosts of the Netflix and and Chill Horror Podcast, or is it the Shudder and Chill Horror Podcast? Uh, Which which one do you guys prefer? Uh, It's basically Shudder and Chill, right? I mean, <laughs> essentially, yeah, but oddly enough, our next episode will be a Netflix title. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. But, yeah, I mean, I think that Sh- – I, I didn't realize we were going to do so much Shudder whenever I, we named it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is it is what it is. It's it, online streaming anyways, so it, 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 it still fits. It still counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Essentially, we are just a streaming podcast, though. That That's the concept. Like, we haven't ventured to Hulu much or Amazon Prime or at all, really. But that was the concept from the beginning is is we can like when um, that new Stephen King show comes to Hulu, we'll definitely do that. Uh, Castle Rock um, and, you know, hopefully some other stuff comes out, too. But mainly Netflix and Shudder is our two primaries. Yes. And of course, this is uh, I didn't actually announce names, but it is JP from the Vestron podcast. Also, 22 shots and. uh Married with Children, MMA you guys, cast. You, you, yeah, MMA. You name it, he's on it. Uh, Carly also building up that resume too. You got the Body Bags podcast, um, you know, and that uh, just aired, and then also the unofficial Horror Pack podcast. Unofficial. We got to <laughs> make sure that's known too. Who? Yeah. Whose mic's going off? This is very unprofessional. I expect more than this. It's not mine. So. Andrew. I don't know. What, what do you mean, Mike going off? Whoa! It's going. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it's all mine because I can hear it. So you know. It might be mine. I don't know what to do. Oh is, is it you, Carly? I don't. Could it be my earphones? Or no? Does that not make sense? I uh, doubt it. I'm trying to ruin okay, our then. fucking show. 
Well, I can't hear it, so it's probably mine. But uh, if oh, it, my. if my uh, I know that the uh, recorder's not picking it up, so whatever. <laughs> ah, okay. cool, good. Let's just right, keep going right. this the whole time. Then. Yeah. So then I guess if you're the one recording, it's gonna make me. They're gonna be like, "What the hell is he talking about?" There's no <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so okay, let's stop now. <laughs> I think you said somewhere along there all those awesome shows that I'm from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was That's on true. my part though. Um, so uh-huh. I, he was well, bragging about me. I, I I would I would have skipped the Vestron because I you know it it is an awesome podcast, but I think it, it thank you it, it went down or something like. No, nah, I mean I I was my I, my idea was that I was going to put it on an episode at the end of February, and then the end of March. And then the end of April, like I was going to try to focus on that. Um, but we ended up doing that Hellraiser show like out of nowhere. Um, we didn't even really have that planned. And that took up like a huge chunk of the time um, towards the end of the month. And then I haven't returned to finishing it. I'm almost done with uh, the fourth episode, which would be the, um, I believe, Return of Living Dead 3 uh and that, that it's it's it'll be cool once it comes out and then i'll try to work on them more regularly i'm just kind of bad at it right now uh with all the different projects including this one that i'm doing all the time so yeah but i, I it's definitely gonna return it was i i planned on it already being out by now but it's it's close to being finished i'd probably say i'm like uh 75 done with that episode yeah it, it it was cool though because I like the the titles that you were talking about too because you did the wax work and uh, chopping mm-hmm. mall and then uh, the I forget the other one but I have no Blood desire Diner. to watch that movie yeah that, I have no <laughs> desire to watch that movie <laughs> it's only good with the commentary on <laughs> uh, I I know you said that the lady just like is this is an awesome movie and let me tell you why and yeah she's like obsessed with it <laughs> uh, yeah it sounds like good stuff. Um, but anyways, Austin, we have questions to ask these guests. Do we have them ready? In my head, yes. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, basic questions. So, you know, you're not, we're not, there, doing, huh? you know, we're, we're not doing a, uh, a Woodsboro Bros, uh, trivia. So JP, you can calm down. You won't okay. fail. Okay. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so first question is, what is your favorite horror movie? Carly's is The Shining. Mine's is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> I was just going to say what yours is, a jerk. Yeah, well, I beat you to it. Okay, so, cool. So what is your favorite horror franchises? Friday the 13th. Carly's the Psycho. Uh... Wow. Well, why are you ruining their show? People want to see a troll. What is yours, Carly? Um, I mean, if you don't count like the remake and like the Bates it Boom Hell count. movie, probably it it oh, it's part of the franchise. Don't don't join that little cult. It can still be your favorite while counting those. Pages. Like I don't like. <laughs> All of the Friday the Thirteenth. I like no, them all except for one. Ha- like, but I haven't seen the like Bates Motel movie, so like, but like, yeah, I mean, have... you know, I like. So, the okay, show. what is your favorite uh, franchise then? Uh-huh. It's not a hard question, Carly. It's hard, dude, because it used to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and then I rewatched it and realized like most of the movies suck. So, um, probably. 
honestly, may probably Halloween. <laughs> really? Yeah. Woo. Yeah, because I used to watch that all the time, and I still watch it today, like all the movies. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> so, next question: Who is your favorite um, horror movie villain? Uh, Freddy. Uh, uh, scary Freddy or Funny Freddy? Okay. <laughs> I, I do. I honestly like Funny Freddy sometimes. Like, I wish the movies didn't go there, and I do prefer the more serious Freddy. But like, I just like Freddy, so I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Like, I think Part Six really kind of like hurts it. And the reason I pick him as my favorite villain is because he's actually villainous. Like, Jason is just. He's not, he's like, he's just like a an entity almost, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, technically he's my favorite horror slasher killer, but when I think villain, I think something with a little more, you know, pizzazz and oomph yeah. to it, so I pick Frick. Yeah, horse picker in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, the sixth iteration of Freddy? <laughs> well, that would have just been the first, because that was just right after uh, Nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, my favorite villain is probably Norman Bates yeah. because he's like is he a villain or is okay. he antagonist. I mean, mm. oh my god, Anti-hero. maybe his I don't know his mental because state of me- mother it's... is a villain. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's Norma Bates. Yeah, it's, uh... Wow, that I always forget that they're named Norma and Norman, which I is know. just come on. You expect your kid to be normal when you name him. At like a, a variation of your female. I mean, name. I think her female, like I think Norma is like a weird name. I think like if you had a dad named Norman, I could see him naming the daughter Norma, and that'd be weirder than like the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that came out of nowhere, but um, <laughs> yeah. Um, last question is, who's your favorite tour director? Damn. Adam Green. Carly's is uh, oh, yeah, Ar- really? Argento. Yeah, of course, of course it is. Fucking <laughs> Argento. Carly's a fake Dario Argento fan. She really is. She straight I up never claimed to be real. Well, we're, we're going to get into this later, but somebody, I'm still claiming fake 90s fan. We're, we're getting to that here in a little bit. Okay, oh, but wait. listen, my favorite director, I don't know, dude. It's a hard one for me. Like, it always was Wes Craven. I would always go to that. Because I really like a lot of Wes Craven's films. Like, surprisingly, I like... I I hold the ones that I like stronger than I do of the ones that I like for Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Carpenter, there's two films in his filmography that I truly, truly, truly adore and love. And that's Halloween and The Thing. But I absolutely love Elm Street. I absolutely love Scream. I absolutely love people under the stairs. Like those are three of my favorite horror films ever. And I really, really strongly like, um, I used to absolutely love last house on the left when I was like younger and I first seen it and I'd seen nothing shocking. Um, and also kind of the Hills have eyes, but then I seen the remake and I like that one better. Mm-hmm. But, um, there's other films in, in Craven's filmography that I thoroughly enjoy like serpent and the rainbow. And as well as, um, Oddly enough, uh, my soul to take, and I what, really like the screams. Movie? Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I still find the... it crazy. People don't like that movie. Like it, it blows my mind. But uh, I, I, so I, 
And then I was sort of leaning towards Carpenter because I just think he's a all around better director, like visually and like just putting a film together. He does a better job. Um, but I don't like a lot of his films as much as I like a lot of like Wes Craven's. And then out of nowhere, this little wild card comes in with Dario Argento, who at the time when I picked my favorite director, I hadn't seen any of his films. And now I pick you know films out of his filmography like i really love suspiria um i really really love opera that's like my new second favorite film from him mm-hmm. uh sten hall i really like i really like tenebrae um there's films in his filmography that that i really like i'm not i'm not a huge fan of his giallos but i do i do like you know tenebrae and phenomena i really like mm-hmm. phenomena too and bird with the crystal plumage uh deep red's okay and I, and I still have more films to go through its filmography, so it's entirely possible that he becomes my favorite horror filmmaker after I'm done. But I also really do like, in terms of new school, Adam Green, love Rob Zombie, and Eli Roth. <laughs> yeah, there there goes like half of the horror community just screaming at everything and like, ah, Rob Zombie, Eli Roth. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Right, but Rob so, Zombie uh, is amazing I, I love his work if he wouldn't have directed 31 he would definitely be in a contender for for greatest of all time in my opinion yeah I, i've come around on zombie i used to really despise him as a director but i've rewatched a lot of his films and come to appreciate some of them still not the uh, zombie wing 2 but you know <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so carly what was yours what was your favorite um, I went with Adam Green because I feel like I loved all the movies that I've seen him do. Hasn't even seen them all. Okay, <laughs> all the ones I've seen him do, and you just li- you literally just said how fake you are and that you haven't seen all of Argento's movies, so whatever. But I'm also not claiming he's my favorite. You said either. You I could, said he's dude, on track you don't have to, to be see depending everyone. on how the rest of his films go. Oh my god, dude. You haven't seen all of, like, Wes Craven's, though, either. Yeah, I have. I've uh-uh. seen every one except... What haven't I seen? Fireworks Woman. The love movie that he made. <laughs> or porn, yeah, or whatever fi- it was. the Fireworks Woman, because you can't fucking find it anywhere. Yeah, you cuss on here? <clears throat> uh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen anyone's, like, all their movies, though. Except for, like, Rob Zombie, and I, do, I mean, I do like Rob Zombie. Yeah, so. yeah. So you like Adam Green because you met him and you're attracted to him. That's what you're saying. No, not at all. Go on. Wait, you've seen L. Super Beast though? Dude, shut up. What do you mean? It has it has Nazis and devils in it and stuff. Are you trying to make me look dumb on podcast? <laughs> you do that yourself. No, I don't. Uh, I'm just newer than you. Yeah, but you guys really. It, that you need to see the movie with the greatest name of all time. Has anybody seen Your Vice is a Locked Room and Only I Have the Key? Yeah. <laughs> Where did that come from? That's just the greatest name. You're all talking about that. Have that, you seen it? Name? Yeah, I've seen no, it. No, I haven't yeah, seen it. Yeah, it's great. It's like a 9 out of 10. That's what know. I gave it. Finally, yeah. we agree on one score. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. It's a good movie. It's a it's an <laughs> adaptation of uh, uh, The Black Cat. The Black Cat, yeah. But yeah. way, way different. Uh, I think it's Sir- is it Sergio Martino who directed that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we did it uh, last Italian Horror Month, not this one that just passed, but the one before that. Yeah, that's when I first heard it, and wasn't that one that De- Derek gave a ten? Was that one of probably them? one of many? Go, <laughs> <laughs> well, I know he gave Torso a ten. Yeah, which Torso is really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Just not a ten. 
I give it a nine, so it's solid. I just don't know. I still don't know who the killer is. I can't tell you who the killer is. I I've seen it three times, weird, man. <laughs> and I can't tell them apart. It's just like the dude, the d- with the mustache. <laughs> Spoiler alert, guys! It's a guy with a mustache. It's which it's is like, like every seventies Italian male. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, wait, we we have to we we have to go on to like my favorite questions. We got to get the the two like in, the ones that always stump people. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh God, I'm I, already I, struggling. I, I, I did. I did. I did forget one. Um, name some underrated and overrated horror films in your opinion. <laughs> Not counting the ones we're touching tonight. <laughs> well, um, yeah. <laughs> um. I think Adam Green's Spiral is very underrated. Oh, love that movie. Uh, that's one that I, I often recommend to people because uh, it's not it's not a straight up horror film. It's not it's more along the lines of a thriller, mm-hmm. um, but it deals with some dark subject matter. Uh, Let the right one in has now gotten a ton of love, but I, I, at the time when I had seen it, nobody really knew what it was. So I, I often recommended. Let the right one in. Same goes for Cube. Nobody knew a Cube back in the day. Now everybody knows about it. Uh, here's one that I'll throw out there. This is this is a great movie. It's called Eden Lake. Uh, not a ton of people have seen it. Have you two seen Eden Lake? Feel like it, what year Eden is Lake is great. It's like it's from Dimension Extreme, so it's like okay. in that like uh, mid 2000 range. Uh, it's it's about a group uh, a, a couple who go out into the uh, well, I forget where it's set. It's definitely foreign, um, but they got into uh, an area where they become, you know, tormented by kids. But it's it's done in like a way different way. Like a lot of times with those kid killer kid movies, you get like, oh, just do this, do that. Like you would have got away. But like this one doesn't have very many of those moments at all. And it's 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 brutal and like very, you know, stomach punching. Feels like you get punched in the stomach during that movie. Uh, so that's one I, I often recommend as well. As far as overrated goes, Dream hands Warriors. down, no, hands yeah. down, Shaun of the Dead. I think it's one mm-hmm. of the most oh. overrated yeah. movies of all time. I, I really don't like it. Um, it, I do think it's decently made. Like it's a well-made movie. Like it, it, it's you know, looks good, sounds good. Um, I just think the comedy doesn't work at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th- so that's one for me. Uh, I don't think I mean overrated's kind of kind of hard for me because like I do think some movies are overrated that I love. Like uh, I think that um, the original Friday the Thirteenth is overrated. Uh, I love Friday the Thirteenth, but I think that it's uh, kind of um, overrated. You know, it's it kind of has a cop out ending. Um, I just don't think it's as good as the other ones in the series. Uh, but yeah, that, I'll go with those because I'm not, I'm not really huge on overrated stuff. I can throw out more underrated. <laughs> Blair Witch Two, Ebola Syndrome. Ebola Syndrome is one that I've never watched. I need to revisit Blair Witch Two because that's that's one from that era of films that I love, and I I haven't yeah. watched it in probably four years, so I have mm-hmm. to rewatch that. Austin, it's we're rewatching it. I never seen it before, so it's real. It's really different than the first Blair Witch, but good. It's actually really well written. Like, there's a lot of subtext that people people miss in that film. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and there was a little bit of studio interference too that that would have like the only things that bugged me about the movie literally yeah. like if you look into the history of it are all stuff that the studio added in later <laughs> yep but what about you what say have you carly you have um, a lot of time to think so you better not choke i, I was literally over here sweating <laughs> okay uh well for underrated like I mean, just going by my personal taste, I would say movies like Alice Kills and American Mary. Um, you know, I've heard people like praise them and talk about them, who've seen them and say they're awesome, but like I just feel like I don't hear enough people. What? Who's laughing at me? I'm I'm laughing because I, I'm thinking that these are almost exactly like the movie you picked. So I'm just just thinking <laughs> how similar these are. <laughs> exactly. I like all like I I've said before. I like movies like May, Alice Kills, just like weird movies revolving around. Girl, so you know, I would go with that. And also, I mean, um, burnt Sorry. offerings like scared me like to death when I was a kid, and I feel like people don't really talk about that one, or they think it's like a, too slow or something. That was, but like, that was a good movie, I liked it. Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never got your opinion on that, but I'm glad you did. Um, as far as overrated, I mean, like, you know, like JP said, there's movies that I like, but I think are overrated, like, um. I mean, I'm, dare I say it, I think A Nightmare on Elm Street Dude, is you're kind so of weak. Blast. It's not. It's literally <sighs> one of the greatest creations in horror history. The concept is great. I just feel like the acting in it. No, dude, you heard somebody, great. some idiot say that, and you're just repeating it. <laughs> no, I didn't. That idiot it's... being red herring? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swear, it's not that. But, um, and then, uh, what else? Um... I don't remember this movie a whole lot, but I know, like, Evil Dead 2, I didn't think it was... Yeah. I, I hear, that's, like, so many people kind of say... That's kind of a like, one. I hear a lot of people say they love it more than the first one, and yeah. I really didn't like right here, it. Right here. I, that one's definitely overrated, I think. I, I still really like it, but, I mean... Yeah, I know. like it, too. But I, 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 I'd probably agree a little bit. I think that, pe- like, people really blow that movie hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like the first one more. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, the first one's one of my top two favorite horror films of all time, so. Mm. All right, yeah, cool. I mean, there's other ones, too, that I feel are, like, overrated, but I actually like them, but I can't really... Those are, like, two that come to mind that, like, I know everyone loves, but I don't love. Okay, cool. So you two are actually probably the first people or guests to actually answer those questions, because usually people are like, oh... I know, they all stutter. Oh, like, uh, overrated? Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Come on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, at least they're not afraid to say controversial things on here because there's never anything controversial said on this show. So no. that's right. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait till that. Can't wait till that nightmare franchise show comes out. We do that. It's crazy. JP, we're getting you, Dave, C, and uh, who else are we getting on that show? Awesome. We get- Harry. Yeah, Jerry, we're just gonna have we're just gonna have an argument show, like a show. Yeah, it's literally just... <laughs> it should be called episode, you know, thirty two, the argument. Yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be sweet. Yeah. yeah, because there's all kind of different opinions in there. Austin <laughs> hates Dream Warriors. Uh, I don't hate J- it. Well, yeah. you don't. You think it's overrated? Uh, yeah. Freaking Dave hates anything after three. Yeah. Uh, and then Jerry hates part one. <laughs> I love part two. Me too. That could be a good one yeah, too. I like cool. part two. Yeah, I like yeah. part two. Because the act is so much better in part two than part one. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I, no comment. Gotcha there. 
Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> I mean, it, it, there there's a lot of homoeroticism in there. It, it gets gets Carly going. So we got the the coach Is this just gonna be a roast Carly session tonight? <laughs> No, if if I, I wanted that, I'd invi- I would have invited Jeremy over if I wanted that. <laughs> that would just end. That would just end up with everybody making fun of Jeremy. Jeremy, oh, was, yeah. well, let's be honest. Jeremy wouldn't show up anyways. So <laughs> apparently, he's guesting these days. Really? Oh, yeah, he got a couple of appearances coming up. No, nope, wow, I'm that's not cool. Even until I see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me we'll too. See. We'll see. He we will seems see. pretty serious. He was serious too. He told me that he was buying tickets for the Suspiria showing. <laughs> oh shit! And he didn't show like the 4K showing of Synapse. I went by myself to see it. He didn't show. <laughs> Maybe he don't like you. I I mean he no. messages me back. I just like I'm a... <laughs> that's a good sign. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that that's basically it. Which that's all the questions. Yep. Yeah. I, I killed. I passed. Yes. Everybody passed. JP and Carly passed. Although we did make fun of Carly. We. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I. This is like a little bit like breaking the fourth wall here. There's like a little bit of um, uh, unfortunateness to this episode tonight. We were supposed to be recording this all in one room, which unfortunately isn't happening tonight because of me. Um, and that is because apparently you can't rent under 25 without a credit card, a car. So I'm like, well, fuck my life. Didn't so, I tell you that today, Carly? Uh, yeah, I was telling him that like too. I was like, uh, yeah. Yeah. To say I, yeah, was I actually knew that you should have just asked me. Uh, well, I, I, I didn't, didn't say anything about that on like, it just said it like just said when I went to click on the re- reservation, it was like. If you're under 25, you're going to incur a penalty, which I'm like, yeah, that's cool, whatever. But and mm-hmm. they didn't say anything about, you know, what specific forms of payment you needed. So I was like, fuck. I got there and, like, called everybody, like, every company that sold things. And, like, they're like, no, nope, sorry, you need one. I'm like, God damn it. So I will unfortunately not be coming back till May. So that's an unfortunate thing. But I like I said to Carly. Why didn't you ride the train? Uh, cause, uh, I have a dog that's not allowed on the train. Oh, yeah. Was you planning on bringing the dog again? Yeah. <laughs> the car <at> least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the gonna eat my cat, dude. Yeah. <laughs> can't have this. And he just shows up with his dog. Yeah, but it's, it's not, it's so not like funny. a shih tzu or anything either. It's a huge dog. <laughs> it's not huge. She's 40 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's like a bigger type of dog. It wasn't like a poodle or something like that. You're like, I have a dog with me. And I was like, holy crap. She wouldn't hurt a fly. Yeah, she was a really good, good girl. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah that that is unfortunate. But I did Carly, did you talk to JP about possibly the thing that we were talking about yesterday? Yeah, I did. And uh, JP's a hater. Go ahead, JP. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just flat out no. <laughs> it's um, too short notice for me. Maybe October though. Maybe October. Okay. Yeah, well, we if, do want to try to get out there. <laughs> I don't know Are where you... I'll be after May. Okay. I graduate in yeah. May, so I, I don't know if I'll be here, if I'll be in Pennsylvania, what, where the hell I'll be. It's, I have no clue. So it, basically this entire month and a half is like really up in the air after that. I'm just like very, very on edge 
right now. I don't know what mm-hmm. what my life's gonna hold. So whatever we got, but uh, yeah, that that's uh, that that's just a little bit of an update there. Um, speaking of updates, we do have a couple new things in regards to news since the last time we recorded, which was a month and a half ago. So um, uh, three years. <laughs> three. It does actually feel like a long time. We, it was a long time. Coming. Why are you slacking so hard? We, we were actually waiting. Yeah, we did take a little bit of a break, but we were kind of also waiting on when we could, all four could record at the same time, too. Oh, well, th- I'll tell you right now, like the first couple of weeks, you didn't even mention it. And then you're like, can you record in two days? <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it goes with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it takes me forever to watch movies, man, because I have so many other projects, and I had to watch four of them for this one. Like, ABC's A Hidden Horror invited me on once, and it was, like, too short notice because I needed to watch all three of theirs plus mine, and uh, which would have been a similar concept as this episode. That's an honestly. afternoon. Yeah. Well, no. No, not for me. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a week <laughs> journey. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, 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 moods on that post yesterday. I saw you were at what, like sixty-eight for the total for the year. Yeah, you were above moods, which is impressive to me because yeah, well, he is by far, besides um, Mark Nato, he's like the most watcher movies of ever. Yeah, well, I literally have. Words? I'm like really slow this semester, structure. so I watch a lot of movies. Hmm. Uh, gotcha. Four movies a day, pretty much. If I don't, I'm not doing anything. Wow, so crazy. I couldn't even imagine, dude. Jeremy would literally die. <laughs> <laughs> like he just can't sit still that long. Yeah. I can't either, though. Yeah, I mean, th- like three is like pushing it for me usually. Like, I, yeah. I mean, we for Halloween, the, the Halloween that Austin skipped out on us. Oh, that, <laughs> that that we did five, and it actually it actually went by pretty quick, did it not, Carly? Yeah, like I think. I was really surprised. Like, I thought I'd be miserable by the end, but we did go get food, and that kind of helps. And also, yeah. the movies were all, like, very different from each other, so I think that helped as well. We're doing it again this year if you want to – if either of you guys want to join us. Yeah, definite maybe. Definite yeah. definite yes, then we fakety, go. Fakety, definite fakety. no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a f- super fun concept. We had a blast, honestly. Like, it was really fun. Mm-hmm. I'm hundreds of miles away, so I can't do it. And if I'm back there this year, I I will. Yeah. But there's a lot of shit that we'll do if I'm back there this after May. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So that it, in uh, so yeah, back to news. Uh, last house on the left got announced from Arrow Video. It, this is going to be their pretty much the same thing as their Hills Have Eyes release. It's like a big, mm-hmm. big. I don't know what even to call it because uh, I I have it. It's just a big, uh, hard case. It's really really awesome. Uh, and I pre-ordered that one already, so it is up right now on Amazon. If uh, you want to pre-order that one, I'm. What's it cost? It well, the pre-order price right now is fifty dollars, but you know you know mm. that's going down. Yeah, I mean, I think that for that, I don't know what the Hills Have Eyes was, but I feel like thirty dollars max should be what it should Probably. cost, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, but it's if, still two months till release. Yeah, if I don't get that 
from Arrow themselves, like that's one I'll definitely buy because like I, I just think that release is gorgeous looking. And honestly, I'm a I'm a massive fan of their Hills Have Eyes release like that. Yeah, they I do agree. a few of those. Like Bird with the Crystal Plumage came like that. Hills Have Eyes, Reanimator. There's there's a there's a few titles that they've done in that sort of format, and it is probably their best format that they do, in my opinion. The the cases are super sturdy. Yeah, they are. And I mean, the Arrow's always fantastic with their transfers, so I I'm really looking forward to actually having a good transfer of the uh, Last House for once. Uh, yeah, I mentioned that I still have the original MGM DVD. I've never upgraded to <laughs> awesome. anything out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I don't that know. DVD. I... It's not <laughs> like I watched that movie anyway, so <laughs> but I have it. It's Wes Craven, so if there's a special edition of a Wes Craven movie, I'm just gonna buy it. I don't even care if it's not even my favorite. I'm just getting it. It's it's just yeah. It's gotta I I, lo- I love that there are so many. You know, hope, I wish there would have got to more of his titles before he unfortunately passed away. But I said this on an old podcast one time, and people kind of get annoyed when when things. Honestly, it's actually died down. Nobody seems to complain about re-releases anymore, like things that are already on Blu-ray getting another release. Mm-hmm. Um, and that used to be such a big topic, and nobody even mentions it anymore, in my opinion, mm-hmm. from what I've noticed. But I mentioned that, look, like there's going to be one day when these guys die, and you're going to be wi- you're going to wish that you had more. Once you cycle through them talking about everything, you're going to wish that there was more things that they talked about, like. I wanted to hear Wes Craven's thoughts on uh, Invitation to Hell. You know what I mean? I wanted to yeah. hear his thoughts on that chilling film he did. And there's, you know, I wanted to hear his thoughts on uh, more of his thoughts on uh, Summer of Fear that was just released. So oh, yeah, that that that's something that I always look at when I see these films get these ultra deluxe super editions. It's like they're they're such important filmmakers it's cool to know everything that you can about their career and there's only so much stuff that's actually recorded before they pass away yeah 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 i mean there's so many movies that don't even of his films that don't really have a like legitimately good release like deadly friend doesn't have any special features Mm -hmm. um chiller is not even a legit release i showed austin that and oh (laughs) well it's, it's a public domain film yeah, it, it was a made-for-TV film, too, and it just, yeah. I mean, that the DVDs that they have just look awful, so any yeah. anybody that wants to put out that Blu-ray, I'll, I'll pick that up. And saying, Invitation to Hell looks pretty decent on that DVD, but, you know, they, they, there's a lot of his movies that, that don't look, you know, the greatest, so I... Also, Music of the Heart, Shout Select, that would be a really cool one for them to put out. Yeah. Uh, that was that actually is uh, uh Oscar nominated film, ironically. Yep. Uh yeah, the only Craven film to ever get nominated for uh the Oscars. Um <laughs> uh, yeah. ironically only one of his two non horror movies he ever did. Uh but What was his other non horror movie? Paris Jatem. It was a it's uh, a, that was uh, an anthology, anthology, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I guess if, unless you count Red Eye as non-horror, I, I have it in my thriller section, so I have it not in my horror. Yeah, I mean it's definitely more of a thriller. It's a hundred percent a thriller, but I pre- I pretty much only collect horror. So if there's something that's kind of in that world, I just yeah. if it's like I just lump it in. Like I own the American Ninja movies. And I'm just like, oh, those are exploitation. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh nice 
Um, uh, JP, you have the other things that we we were like of news where they right that you said you had a. I have now. one thing. I have one thing. This is new news. This is big news. The fake news. No. <laughs> Just making so, sure. This came out yesterday, and I haven't seen it posted anywhere, oddly enough, but I just was scrolling through Bloody Disgusting, and I've seen it. So we all know that, like, the Weinsteins have been crazy lately. Like, that that whole thing with, with Harvey Weinstein was just absolutely insane. Well, the Weinstein Company is officially changing hands as an investor group backed by billionaire Ron Burkle has reached a $500 million deal that will spare the troubled company from bankruptcy. While you can read the full detail... Oh, wait. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so that's one thing. So, huge news. Obviously, we're covering a Dimension film tonight. um, Or, technically, Miramax. uh, But, you know, the Weinstein Company still... And that's that's pretty pretty interesting that the Weinstein Company is being, you know, I guess sold kind of, but five hundred million dollars seems seems a little like I don't know what is that what is that worth? Do you think? Do you think that's low? Oh gosh, in in, in terms of like Hollywood standards, I, I that seems probably a little low. The other mm-hmm. the other thing that I heard about that same case though is that. Well, there's more. Yeah, I, you probably okay, so, will get to that after. Yeah, I, I could get to it now. So uh, the genre labeled Dimension Films. So the Weinstein Company is one thing. Dimension Films, Miramax, all that's like under the Weinstein umbrella. Genre labeled Dimension Films had has survived the fallout. Here's what's going to happen. Bob Weinstein, the other Weinstein, the non-rapey Weinstein brother, will depart the uh, will depart the company under the agreement and take the Dimension brand with him, as well as one unreleased film titled Polaroid, which we know has been, like, I've literally got press releases on that film, like, for a year straight, with release date changes. (laughs) Um, So it says, on the other hand, the investor group will take possession of the Weinstein Company's 277 film library, including Dimension titles. Uh, Another 125 titles were mortgage to stave off creditors in 2010 and those will remain encumbered after the sale in the layman's in layman's terms this means bob weinstein is going to continue to make new genre films under the mention name while while weinstein company has the rights to all the previously released titles while it's while that's all pretty clear what we don't know is how a sequel or a remake to hellraiser or scream would work who has the rights to derivative works? Do the companies still work together, or does Bob take the franchises with him? This is a huge question mark that we're going to try and find to answer. So this is very reminiscent of the situation that we've seen with Child's Play as well as Candyman. So um, I believe uh, MGM owns Candyman, right? Is it MGM? Yeah, yeah MGM does. Okay, MGM owns Candyman, but Lionsgate or slash Trimark owns Candyman. No, 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 that's not how it goes. Candyman 2 is owned by MGM. The original Candyman's owned by somebody else. Oh, I think because uh, uh, Trimark owns the first one, but I always uh, lump that in with MGM, but I, I think they are separate companies. Uh, they, they are not even close to the same company. 
I always thought that that the the Trimark was under the MGM umbrella. For some reason, I always thought no. it was in my mind. Trimark is under Lionsgate. Okay, that makes. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, let let me just let me just check this real quick because it's gonna bug me. So, uh, but but Child's Play, for example, Universal owns Child's Play, and MGM owns the Child's Play sequels. So when there was talks about a remake of Child's Play, MGM claims that they own the films because they own all the sequels. And then Universal claims that they own the films because they own the original, like the base film. So technically, uh, MGM owns the rights to make sequels. Like they can keep making sequels. But is a remake considered a sequel or is it of that original art? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's the problem with with that, you know, and uh, the and also uh, Candyman uh, is Columbia TriStar. So that should be um, Lionsgate, I believe, or Sony. I can't remember. Um, but that's why they, there's never been like they was trying to get a Candyman remake off the ground. Um, back in the mid 2000s and it was in development hell they they was actually trying to make it but the rights were all screwed up so we could potentially see that happen with film franchises like scream and hellraiser but my what, what i find interesting is lionsgate just released the last hellraiser so yeah that that was my next question is like because uh, i thought that the weinsteins had already lost the rights to it because lionsgate put it out it is possible. Maybe Bloody Disgusting doesn't realize that, but yeah, I think that that would be actually true. Yeah, my my hope too with the Scream franchise is that it's just done because I just I don't have any faith in the wine scenes to make a decent movie. Um, they they well, I mean they made four decent screams. Well, right? and, and but the only thing is, is that for like say Scream Three, I mean it's pretty much universally acknowledged that that movie's like the worst of all four of them, like <laughs> of, yeah. of like quality writing. It was yeah, absolutely, the, it's definitely yeah, the worst. The and the reason for that is because of the Weinstein's interference. Like they completely <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, didn't they force a hand to have Jay and Silent Bob in there? I think so, and then I think they also fired Williamson and replaced him with that was, Kruger. I and thought that was four. It also happened on Scream 4 as well, but, but I think I think what happened on Scream 3 is that they just passed up on Williamson's script, and on Scream 4, Williamson actually got fired. Um, mm. but, the, but, I mean, you look at... I mean, this happens over and over with, with Dimension, where they do reshoots, all that, Amityville Awakening, Curse... I mean, cursed. Well, I, the dimension is just an absolute mess. Like yeah. we mentioned on the Hellraiser show, they 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 caused that franchise the most trouble. You know, Hellraiser four, total production problems. Uh, all obviously Halloween six, total production problems. They kind of got it right with H two O, um, but they probably more so got lucky and just had the right. Yeah, you know, things come and, come yeah. into work. Yeah, you know, Scream and stuff like that just came out. Like, so they 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 had hits, but very few. When you really think about it, they they drop the ball more often than they don't, especially when it comes to franchises. And I think if you don't have as strong of players with Wes Craven, Kevin Williamson, even the actors Nev Campbell and stuff, Scream wouldn't have been successful in, yeah. in terms of a franchise and and the sequels. But yeah, so I, I think that it would be good for. 
I think if you do Scream, I think that Scream is such a specific film that it's not like a Friday the 13th or an Elm Street or a Halloween where you can have, you know, new characters and just Michael Myers picking people off or Jason picking people off. Like, you kind of have to have Nev Campbell and the crew. And if you do do a new story, to me, that's just it's just not Scream. Yeah. So I, I would probably say let it let it die. Yeah. Or and just continue the TV thing, which by the way was supposed to air this month and it hasn't. So <laughs> you guys realize what happened there, probably. Yeah, I mean I'm sure that it's not going to be happening for quite a while. Um, yeah. I wonder if they shot anything. I haven't even seen any updates on that thing yet because I, I last I heard was that the third season was going to bring back the ghost face mask and that's all I've heard. So the last yep. thing I've heard. Yep. So I, I'm assuming it's in development. Hell is is the Weinstein company. Um, they, ah man, ah yeah. We'll, we'll get we'll, we'll the, the Scream series will come up here pretty soon. Uh, on the Woodsboro Bros. We'll, we'll that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That that that'll be an interesting conversation. Cause, uh, yeah, I've been on this uh, kick for the last like six months or so running of like just loving everything scream era so yeah this is gonna be <laughs> nuts um to see how i uh how i react to uh re-watching that show because i haven't watched the first season since i originally watched it like a couple years ago it was probably 20 what, what do you think scream era is uh 96 to 2000 and well it really dies out in 2003 but there's films that have like either posters mm. cover art that's floating heads yeah. or um has that kind of feel up until about 2006 um yeah i, but, I literally yeah. was thinking that the the hard scream area is like like late 96 maybe 97 all the way till the end of 2002 like i literally had that in my head when yeah. you said 2003 so yeah 2002 is really when it died out. Thank you, Halloween Resurrection. Um, <laughs> pretty much hey, hey, have you have you ever seen? I think it's called Spliced, or it's, it also has a title called The Ripper. Yeah, it's it's one that uh, I actually can't find cheap on Amazon. I I seen I I know that it's there, but I can't find it cheap unless it went down since the last time I looked at it. It, it came out in uh, is, no is that no that's not it. Hold on. Um, but yeah, that movie is actually, I own it and it can't, I think it came out in like, um, it came out, when did Resurrection come out? 2002. I think it came out the same year as it. And, uh, how I own it is, okay, it's $9 on, okay, it actually came out in 2003, Jesus Christ. Um, you can get it in a three pack with Blood Gnome and Satan's Little Helper for like seven fifty. That's how I own it. Satan's a little helper, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's it's really interesting because it's totally Scream era feeling, and they actually take digs at Halloween Resurrection, which is hilarious. Ah, <laughs> dude, I want, I'm I'm buying that tonight. It's, it's, it's <laughs> happening. Yeah. 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 Uh, I really want to hear somebody take digs at Scream because I'm all for that. Yeah, it's actually not a little. It's not a bad little movie either. Nice. I yeah I was just I was making that joke. I have an entire shelf devoted to those films. I have I think I have like close to twenty now. Uh, wow. I I have my non horrors in there too though. So 
<laughs> I count my 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 little thrillers that are in that era too. And she's all that awesome movie, right? <laughs> I, I, I liked it. It's not Freddie Prinze Jr., man. I mean, he's the greatest it's... actor of all time, right, JP? JP, you, you know, not another teen oh. movie. That's what that movie's a parody of. Oh basically. yeah, not another teen <laughs> movie is the shit. That's yeah, cool. I love it. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, that. <laughs> We will definitely have this carry this conversation over into our movies, which we never did decide which uh, ro- like rotation we're going in. Who's going? Are you going chronological? Go uh, alphabetical. Alphabetical. <laughs> Al- alphabetical of movies or alphabetical of names? <laughs> what the? <laughs> oh my god. Why don't we go uh, in terms so- of quality? <laughs> Okay, so mine first. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if we're going worst to greatest. Please. Uh, um, I, well, we'll be getting to a movie that I call a uh, rich man's the thing tonight, and we will also be reviewing three other movies. <laughs> okay. I'll talk to you ever again. Cringe. <laughs> All right, but... um. I, before we get into our actual movies, um, I, I wanted to do a Netflix review real quick. Um, so we, uh, Austin told me pregame. We, I think I'm the only one that has this. I, we didn't actually notify uh, Carly or JP, but Carly would have been aware of this. But I'll just do mine, and it is called Super Dark Times. Uh, I think everybody here has seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It made my number th- three spot, 2000. 2000- 17. Yeah. 7 something like that, I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, so this is actually cause, because I didn't have any way of actually watching it in 2017. This is going to count for my 2018 list because it got a wide release now. Oh, I, shit. It had but, a wide release beforehand. Uh, the, not viable. Like, I, I, I saw that it had a DVD release, but it's like $25. I was like, I'm not getting that for that uh i'm pretty sure it was available for rent on amazon <coughs> i let him cheat i let him cheat on this show anytime <laughs> we top 15 list yes. hey if, 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 if you cheat 15. you cheat but at least acknowledge that it's a cheat yeah i mean it, it's definitely one of those borderline ones i'm gonna have a couple of those that from came out september 29th digital or no, October third. Yeah. See, I don't, so. I don't do digital unless it's on Netflix or now Shutter, since my brother has Shutter. So I, I will have no way of watching a movie unless it comes on those, or it's a reasonably priced like movie that's like I'm not paying twenty five dollars for this for the DVD of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm just not a viable option for me to watch it in the, you know this year. So, anyways. Uh, yeah, if you've seen this, if you've seen the movies, uh, how many other plots is there? If you've seen, I know it's you last summer, House on Sorority Row, Sorority Row, you pretty much know the plot of this movie. Um, it's a, a friend, uh, friends are, uh, you know, playing around, and one day they have a fight, and a kid gets stabbed, and they bury him, and decide to pretty much hide it from everybody, and... That is uh, the basis of the story. I and for Netflix reviews, I don't really like spoiling a whole lot, so I can just leave it there. Um, yeah, I I I love this movie. I thought it was like, for, especially because I found out that this was the director's like debut film. I found this movie to be just 
I mean, you you would think this this was a veterans at work mm-hmm. because I mean this is so fantastically shot. Um, the the acting in it I thought was really solid too. Um, I and I mean I love the storyline to it. The only thing is that I didn't like other than their clothes and some of the like decor and stuff in in the house. I didn't find anything like very '90s about the movie. Like even early '90s, I didn't really find much like like specifically 90s about it like if you ever guys ever do the watch or uh, should i say follow the like um page on uh facebook called it's like that's 90s i believe and they have like all these different like cool shit that was like on like in the 90s like commercials and like they had those uh the the other day they had like the starter zip-up hoodies with that were like uh that, that were for all 32 nfl teams it was like a mm-hmm. windbreaker kind of thing. Like it was. Yeah, like, I, I had this. Yeah, I had one. Too. I actually had a Green Bay Packers one. <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. I know I had a Steelers one, um, and <laughs> it, it was one of those. It, like it, like there wasn't that much of that kind of things that was like thrown in there. I, I would have appreciated like a little bit more of those things like thrown in there that was like very '90s, but. Um, for, I mean, I, I'm sure you have to clear rights for all that stuff. You know, if it's if it's specifics like that. Yeah. I I think boy. that there was I I actually because you're like the fourth person I've heard say this, but I actually thought that it did feel very 90s. But I don't I don't think it was necessarily from like material things. Like I think it was just like that the way that the kids acted, what they're, like the, I, what I, they're I, doing, what they're into, like the scrambled porn thing. Like that was such a like pivotal moment in yeah. in my life in the in the 90s and also there's him playing uh, twisted metal um which is like that was like literally one of my favorite games of all time like i played it non-stop back in the 90s it was my first playstation game um so like there was some little things in there like the way that they rode their bikes and stuff like that the way that they went into their brother's room like i remember doing stuff like that like going into uh like it was a big deal to go into like your someone's older brother's room or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely not like a major complaint for me. I, I I hear you on those things too. Those are all things I did too, and you know, growing up. So I I I hear you on those things. Uh, you do have a point. Um, yeah. Uh, what what did you guys what did you guys rate this movie? I'm curious. I think I gave it a nine or a nine point five. Do you remember, Carly? Um, I think you gave it a nine, and I might have given it a nine point five. Yeah, it's in our Hall of Fame. I just haven't updated it yet. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Awesome. That's crazy. I think I think I gave it a nine. Yep. I'm I'm at a nine two. Um, it's not a major review, so I'm not inducting it just yet. But wait, wait till we get there. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it's. I mean, I I love the movie. I thought it was it was great. Uh, it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sitting up top of my number one spot of 2018 films. So I've I only have three of those of my 155 movies I've watched. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's you gonna, you gonna you gonna mention that again on the podcast or even, yeah. This is that's only the first time I mentioned it <laughs> on the on when we were on air. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'll give you that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, I will mention my soul to take again, though, if you want me to. <laughs> I, thought we were done with, I thought we were done with that. I thought it was going to change the swamp thing or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, I, I get to talk about Swamp Thing in my next upcoming podcast. That's been it's like three months in, in the making. <laughs> it's going to come out in like 2025. <laughs> yeah, it's going to come out the same the same day as Vestron podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and but horror. yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> Episode 12. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I have now. Uh, we can start on our. Um, reviews so we're going in order then who does that make go first in order of what what austin said austin said alphabetical order so I'm, is I'm that the movies or the names the <laughs> movies <laughs> like <laughs> really that's how you're gonna do it alphabetical yeah. movies if we were all okay. together we could draw straws but that's not obviously the case thanks, so thanks for i guess me. mine would be first <laughs> Okay, so first of all, what is this episode? Underrated? Underrated mm-hmm. films. Yeah. It's supposed to be. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, yeah. So the concept here is that each of us had a job to pick a film that we feel is underrated. Now, to be honest, like I, I thought about this a little bit today, and I didn't really do that. Like When I truly thought about it, I picked more of a hidden gem. Because to me, underrated is a film that people have seen that they often rate lower than it deserves. Mm-hmm. While a hidden gem is something that people don't know about that's really good. Now, yeah. this film that I'm talking about is technically always rated high, but just not many people have seen it. So mm-hmm. I technically went against what the concept of the show was unintentionally. And uh, I was thinking about that a little bit because I was thinking what underrated actually means. And it, it, and it, it pretty much means that a film that isn't rated high enough by people when they see it, um, which I <laughs> everybody that I've ever talked to who's seen this movie likes it. And my movie, I guess, since, you know, it's I guess we're going that order uh, is Bedeviled. What year did Bedeviled come out, Carly? 2010. I'm not okay. Carly, but you know. 2010. 2010 is a fantastic my year yeah. for horror. First of all, let me just get that out of the way right now. 2010 is a great year for horror. Yes. I, I, yes. I would truly have a hard time making a top 10 list for that year. Uh, but the Bedeviled is a film that I hadn't really known much about. And a while back on YouTube, I got a like massive, massive box of horror movies. Like I won a contest – that I was like one of like three people to enter, and I got five entries since I did. You know, I was the only one to make a video, and then uh, the, so I like won. And this guy was supposed to send me like a massive box. He didn't even list what the titles were. He just showed like this box. He's like, these are all like extras or shit that I don't want. And um, it never showed up. Like months had went by, and then this guy just messaged me all of a sudden. He's like, hey, I sent those things to the wrong address. I mixed your address with another person's address, and it eventually came back to me. So I'm gonna send it out now. And I thought he was just, you know, bullcrapping bull or whatever. But I didn't. I didn't really care because I didn't really do anything. To, I didn't care that I won them. Anyway, they show up, and this guy gave me like 50 movies in this giant box. Jeez. It cost like 25 dollars to ship. Wow. And Bedeviled was one of the titles in there. And I was. I basically went through that entire box. I think I've seen everything that was in that box by now. I gave a lot of it away. Some of it was like non-horror. I like I sold it to like pawn shops and stuff like that, like type things, um, for pennies. But uh, 
basically, I popped this thing in and I was completely blown away. It basically follows a woman who is some sort of loan officer or something like that. It's set in uh, South Korea. It's South Korean uh, film. And she's in Seoul, South Korea. And she basically is like a loan officer. She's kind of uh, preppy, like super um, businesswoman like, you know, just like high maintenance seems like. But she has roots that, you know, go back to this island, this island that, that has very little people on it uh, that she grew up on for uh, a small portion of her life. Uh, and she basically has an incident at work. The boss like gets mad at her and tells her to go on vacation. She's a little stressed out because she's seen these two thugs attack a woman and uh, they want her to testify against them. But she doesn't want to, whether it's because of fear or cowardness or whatever. She does not want to. So she decides to take this vacation to this uh, island where her grandfather lived and had died. And she grew up there. There she meets her friend who she gets reunited with uh turns out they have a little bit of a history together from when they were children and she quickly kind of realizes that the woman's husband and sort of the men on the island are kind of douchebags and then the story completely switches to another person's perspective at at one point which is her friend i'm not going to try to pronounce names because they're they're just not something i could do with these south korean names but it quickly turns into a massive revenge film, like just just a gut punching brutalization of women and children and um, just bad, bad people, bad people. And th- this island is very small at this point. There's only like nine people there and uh, most of them are females and they do all the wor- hard work, like the the kind of the bitch work, if you will, while the the, the men do like fixing roofs and stuff like that and go fishing and stuff but the women like dig for potatoes in the dirt of this island like all day um and the women are very fine with that because they're accustomed to that that's that's uh you know um a cultural thing for them um especially growing up in this island it's it's very like respect your man type thing while this this other woman we're introduced to the friend she wants out of this she desperately wants out of this she like cannot cope with it anymore and it's just getting worse and worse and there's a lot of like abuse in this film and it it ends in a bloody just revenge mm-hmm. um so th- like that's the setup of the film but i truly think this is one of the best horror movies to come out in the last like two decades uh it's it, technically not so much horror as it is revenge but it's horror on a primal level it's horror on a level of you know our, our deepest fears and 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 hurting each other it's uh the feeling of, the fear of like helplessness mm-hmm. um and the, and at its core this film is about one woman who gets pushed to the edge of uh you know the boiling point and and just goes through more trauma than than any human being should have to go through uh both from the abuse of being raped at a young age uh to being beaten to being humiliated, to being demoralized, all the way up to, you know, like, sort of spoiler here, but uh, the loss of a child, um, the murder of a child, uh, the uh, painting of uh, her character as being lesser and and a bad person and a child killer. Um, And she has to deal with all this until it's just too much. While on the other side, 
there's another story going on and it's a story about being a coward mm-hmm. um and that's very prominent in the film a lot of people don't know this but it's set up from the very beginning of this movie right it's set up that our lead character does not testify even though she knows for a fact that these are the guys who did this to this woman who beat her uh, up and 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 hurt her really bad yet she is afraid to testify or she's selfish we we see it even earlier than that at the first scene involving a, a old woman who wants to get a loan and she is selfish. She's a coward. She does not want to do that because it could hurt her employment there, even though this woman desperately needs it. And that's just a small sample because that you can't really judge somebody for not wanting to jeopardize their job too much. But you can a little bit. And then we see it more and more throughout the film. We see, we see her uh, – we find out that she told her friend that she would come back for her one day. We see when her friend cries out for help, that she needs help, that these bad things are happening to her. She doesn't do anything. We see it again and again. We see it with the fact that when the the woman tells her what's really going on, that this guy might be molesting their daughter, she doesn't believe her. And she probably does believe her because all the evidence is pointed to the fact that he does he is a bad person. Yeah. But it's like she doesn't want to believe her because that puts her involved and that causes her to need mm-hmm. to make actions happen. And she doesn't want to create create actions. She just wants to be, you know, in in a purgatory in a sense. She doesn't want to go against the grain. And then we see it again after a child has been killed, where she has the chance to, even though she technically didn't see anything. She has the chance to do what she already knows has happened, and we don't see it. And just time and time again, we see this cowardice nature of this woman. And it's a very interesting dynamic to have these two situations here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't. I mean, the, I could talk about this forever, but I'm curious to hear what you guys think about this movie. <clears throat> yeah, um, one thing you mentioned earlier, which I thought was really interesting, because like when you first recommended or or uh pick this movie like i have to say i would but just by looking at the title and reading the synopsis and stuff i actually really wasn't even that excited to watch it because <laughs> right it, 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 it just seemed it just seemed like a movie to where I, it was like the chick's gonna get stuck on the island and get in prison there and just get freaking raped the entire movie and it's that's just exactly be, what i thought <laughs> yeah like i, I was just saying it's gonna be disgusting and i'm just not gonna like it but uh yeah, I, I, I think it's really, really interesting that they chose to, you know, kind of go to from a different perspective because we start out with this other woman. And then once we get to the island, it, like you said, it switches to like the friend's perspective and stuff like that, which is really a lot of films just don't do that. So that's mm-hmm. it's a, turned out to be a lot different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's it's very much a two set. It's two stories in one, really. It, but it's it all. Mm-hmm. ends up being one story it's it's very interesting that they did do that and it and it's not like a complete shift where it's like this paradigm shift between characters it's actually like just that she's now part of the story yeah and becomes more of the main focus but it's not in a way of like killing off like a character and then it's like oh now this part like in hostile or something you know mm-hmm. like drastic like that it's it's just it just tells the story of both of them um, kind of separately and kind of together at the same time. Carly, what, what, what about you? Um, yeah, it's funny because like I thought the same thing Austin thought, and that's why 
And plus, it's like a longer movie, and like I was kind of which like is off. scary. Yeah, I, I yeah. know that that's a scary thing because I don't like two-hour movies either. But like I kept like you know I put I it was the last one that I went ahead and watched because not only was it long, but I thought it was going to be like really uh, brutal and depressing. Like I essentially thought it was going to be a typical rape revenge type of movie because mm-hmm. I knew it was a revenge movie. You told me, and um, y- you know the cover is the girl who's already on the island and i was kind of confused i was like because the girl going to the island i was like this doesn't look like the same chick and i thought it was going to be like about her whole story so it's definitely interesting how they switched it up like that and um i'm not saying like i don't dislike those like overly brutal movies i think they're some of the like better movies ever made just like very well-made films and um like you know, I, I'm always blown away by them, but they're just not ones that I enjoy watching because they're really depressing. And I mean, this film was definitely very depressing, but it just wasn't like what I thought it was going to be. It was like a totally different story. And I was pleasantly surprised by it. And even in the end, the film goes in a way that you really could never predict. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it doesn't end yeah. traditionally. Like you would think that, you know, one character who was a coward, you know, even when she was a little girl, she was a coward. She, you know, the, her her friend sticks up for her and and stops those boys from attacking her, and she just bounces. You know what I mean? Yeah. So <laughs> like, me. so like, you think that she's gonna have this great like moment of of clarity and and redemption for her character, and and we really never get that. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's very interesting, and I think that South Korea particularly is like amazing at the revenge genre. I don't know if it's something cultural that that you know is ingrained in them but i like this movie to me is is like some of the sweetest revenge ever like you know i think like you said earlier like i'm sure you were just like talking but you were like it quickly turns into this revenge film like i I felt like it really took a while to get to the revenge part that is the wrong phrasing actually like yeah and like at all but like i thought (laughs) that was pretty cool like you get the whole story and you see how bad all this stuff is that's going on and then like when the revenge happens it just happens so like it's like so intense and like kind of out of nowhere really and i think it really uh pays off well Mm -hmm. andrew you're being quiet no because i mean everybody else is talking i I don't (laughs) want jeremy come on jeremy let's go (laughs) no i Without repeating everybody else, I really liked it too. And I, um, the the one thing I was I, I was like, man, I I should really learn more about the ins and outs of Korean uh, culture because I I know I study um, like uh, religion for you know for school, and so that means I I study about you know cultural uh you know different cultures and their religious beliefs and i i know about the ins and outs about that of korea but i don't know the very specifics of korean culture especially of today so i was like i wonder how much of this stuff is like critiquing of that uh in the same way that like revenge films critique different things of american culture of that that are made in the u.s so i'm I'm just like, man, I wish I, I – because I, I, it could only help my score to, to know more about that. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love the two. I'm not going to repeat everything else everybody said, but, yeah, I mm-hmm. really enjoyed it too. I just want to know more. Like I just want to find out more about things because pretty mm-hmm. much South Korean films are what I, I mean, they're 100% right now in films that I've seen in South Korea. I mean, I, I, I as ones. mine are too. Uh, every South Korean film I've seen – 
I've I've rated like an eight or higher. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but I mean, I, I make the argument all the time that well, of course, everything that's good we see when it's foreign because they're not going to send over the bad ones because <laughs> there just won't be an audience for them, you know. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm curious, does anybody have any issues, questions, like plot holes? Uh, like- no, I don't have any plot holes or anything like that. My my only issue with the movie is just that, like, towards the end, like, as soon as, like, they get off the island, I think it really drags up until, like, what actually happens at the end. The, I like, think it, final, it's, like, literally the final 20 minutes is... Yeah, is, I, I, I just I just think yeah. it could have been cut down. Like, there's a lot of shit in I, there. I, I, think, I think I think that you're probably right that it, that it could have been cut down. You know, you're dealing with a two-hour movie that's telling its story pretty much at this point. Um... It's it's a non-traditional three-act structure though. Mm-hmm. If you if you've noticed that. It's it's like it's a very they do that a lot with these with South Korean films, you know. I don't know what it is. They don't have like the traditional three-act structure all the time. And uh yeah, I, I think that it I think that it does get a little a little long. It probably could have been cut down a little bit. Um so I, I agree with that. I mean, my only issue like and we discussed it before was like the like dude characters all kind of looked exactly alike to me and like you you know I missed What did I tell you of, before you even watched the movie? That the characters looked alike. I was like pay attention to names because some <laughs> dude, of the Dude the char- names are like Anna Sue <laughs> Mei Lin and like all Chi Chi Tonga and stuff. I, I, I know, like I don't I know, even know their I know. names. But now. I meant like pay, try to pay attention to who is who is what I was trying to get. For. I know, I know, but like I mean I don't feel like that messed me up a whole bunch yeah, or anything. I still you, follow the movie. You didn't even know that the brother was banging the wife. Yeah. yeah. Like I you thought, thought the, I literally thought that was the husband. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that was he's one, like that spitting was on her back, hit, like banging her doggy style. He's like spitting mm-hmm. on her back. That's the cousin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the brother. So like, Is it the brother? Yeah, I think. The I can't brother. <laughs> but yeah, that was like my only issue. But besides that, like I. I would actually probably rewatch this movie like later in life. Like I actually see myself rewatching it surprisingly. Yeah, this is only my second watch and my score has actually risen. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the 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 other thing that's kind of interesting that uh, this is the last thing I'll say on it is there's like these weird little beats of comedy in it, but they're they're very small. There's like three beats of comedy in the entire thing. And if they're just they're kind of odd. Yeah, they catch you off guard. You're like, was that supposed... Yeah. Like, it's, like, blatantly funny, too. It's like, yeah. okay, that was supposed to be, like, comedy, but, like, <laughs> it doesn't seem to fit in this type of movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, def- it definitely threw me off a little bit. All right, so that's it for, for Bedeviled from me. Did I do a good job? Yeah. Yes. In the film. It was all right. That <laughs> makes one of us. Yeah. What about, <laughs> what about ratings? Um, I'll go first. I mean, I said my rating went up. Uh, the last time that I watched this film, I gave it a, uh, I believe I gave it a, a B plus, I think. So (laughs) it's been quite a while since I rated this. Um, but I'm actually giving it a, a, a perfect score with a 10 out of 10. Um, this is truly one of the best movies that I've ever seen. Uh, sweet. I love it that much. Um, I've only seen it twice. I won't. I probably won't need to watch it anytime soon. But like the first time that I seen it, probably in 2013. You know, this many years later, 
I was still like sucked into the movie 100%. I started watching it like midnight and mm-hmm. you know, it was like 2 a.m. when I was done and I'd work the next day and I didn't even care. Wow. <laughs> okay, I guess I'll go next. Um yeah, I really really love this movie and um like they like I'm really I was terrified of it being such a long movie, but, you know, other than the ending, I thought it was really well paced. And uh, the freaking scene when she goes around just freaking kills everybody is just really just amazing. I mean, it's yeah. really well done. And it's just the, the really first good. one's the best. The, yeah. The yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Freaking amazing. Um, but, yeah, I, um, I rate it really highly, just not quite as high. I give it a nine out of ten. Okay. Carly, go ahead and go next. All right. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, you know, not to repeat everyone, but like, yeah, it's a really great film. Uh, uh, You know, not really that many flaws for me besides like some confusion, really. I also thought it was like beautifully shot. Like it was just Mm -hmm. there's some images where they're outside and it's just like so crisp and like clear and just like amazing. Um, I can't. It was pretty good. Good pick, JP. But um, I gave it a 9 out of 10. 9. Uh, well, I also came in at a 9, so that gives it a total score of uh, 37 out of 40. So that is making it into the Woodsboro Hall. That's probably our 40. Well, you guys do. Like, if, if there was only two of us on our show, there would have been a lot more films that made it in. If it was if it was the 18 out of 20, which I assume you guys do. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to tell you right now, give it like five years and you guys will be at tens. Give it five years. Rewatch it and you guys will be at tens. I'll hold you to that. I seriously will. I'll, I'll, come, back. I'll, I'll come back to this episode. <laughs> Right, well, that, that's my only thing I have against the film is I won't watch it for another five years. Like that's that's literally the only thing, and it's not the film's fault. The film, it's just the nature of the content of the film. It's just yeah, yeah. yeah there's no, this like you're not gonna come home and and be like, oh, let's get a pizza and watch watch a watch a classic <laughs> that I love and pop this. Oh, yeah. this could be a really good episode. This could re- be a really good one. You know how I said I watched four films in a day? This could be like, you could watch Bedeviled, Last House on the Left, and like fucking Requiem for a Dream and Raw all in the same day. That'd be great. Or Martyrs. That'd Martyrs. be awesome. What a great <coughs> quadrilogy of movies. Yeah. They're <laughs> throwing, uh, throwing like an encore of like Girl Next Door. That's oh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, well, yeah, so... Bedeviled is in Woodsboro Hall, rubbing elbows with Deadly Blessing. So. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know about this hall. Not, not quite as epic as Deadly Blessing, but, you know. Is your Hall of Pain and uh, hall, hall of Fame in the same room, by chance? <laughs> the same hall? What are you talking about, man? We have, we have uh, <laughs> how many do we have in the Hall of Pain? We have two now, right? Well, well, well you know with the advancements of Letterbox, you can actually create a hall. Austin, you, don't you have all... Oh, no, you've had all, just all of our ratings, right? Yes, I have all the ratings. You need to make a haul. Yeah, I will. Okay. Yeah, we, we only have two. We, have the same thing. we only have two in the Hall of Resurrection, so... See, there, not only do we have a Hall of Fame, but apparently Woodsboro Bros and 
Exploding Heads have a Hall of Fame. <clears throat> we have Woodsboro Hall, so I don't know about this Hall of Fame stuff. <laughs> yeah. We're original over here. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, up next is, I guess that would be Carly if we're going by alphabetical order, right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, e comes um, from F. Tell the yeah. truth. Wow. <laughs> Good job, guys. All right, everybody. So... The movie I picked for this episode is a film called Excision, which is actually based off a short film that you can find on YouTube from 2009. But this movie came out in 2012, and I'm just going to go off the IMDb description here. And we have a disturbed and delusional high school student with aspirations of a career in medicine that goes to extremes to earn the approval of her controlling mother. Um I mean, I think that's a pretty uh, good description of it. You're basically the whole movie just following this 18-year-old girl. She's supposed to be like a senior in high school. And, um, you know, she's kind of like um, homely looking. Like she doesn't really wear makeup. Her hair is always kind of a mess. Even her, she has acne. Her eyebrows are always messed up. And, um, you know, people in school kind of think she's a weirdo. But Basically Jeremy. Yeah. (laughs) With a really fucking hot sister. Um, never mind. Um, uh, pretty sure uh, I that... That girl's like uh, 12. No. Twelve! Uh, <laughs> she's definitely... She's, uh, I, th- I think the sister was supposed to be 14 in this, so yeah, I'm just saying. She, hmm. There's no way the girl was 14, though. Well, I'm do- I'll do some research. Carly, you continue. Uh, okay, so... You know, you're... Me too. You're, uh, it's basically just a story of this uh, odd girl and... The thing is, she's not really necessarily socially awkward, like a Carrie character or something like that, where she is really shy and afraid of the bullies or anything like that. She's kind of like a smart ass at times. She was 14. (laughs) She's looking smoking now, though. I'll tell you that. Sheesh. Yeah, this year, Dick, I mean, she got giant boobs, too. She was 14 at the time of this movie, so whatever. (laughs) Oh, man. Wow. Y'all are just ruining my whole (laughs) Oh, You're you're following me. It was already ruined. (laughs) I didn't know she was talking, so. (laughs) I'm about to leave. I'm just going to walk on. Um, that, that, okay. That's why Austin said he wanted to do it this way so that they didn't have to fall directly after me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but anyway, you're following this girl and her parents. You have this dad who is kind of, you know, essentially like, I'd say like a pussy. Like he kind of just goes by what the wife says, whatever the wife says, he's cool with despite the fact that you could see he's kind of more on the daughter's side and he's um you know he seems like a cool dad really but he just doesn't really say much or speak up and then on the other hand you have the mother who's very um controlling thinks she has to like have everything be perfect and she wants you know she just wants her kids to be perfect and involved in all this you know kind of stuff that they might not even necessarily want to do. She just um, has this very uh, specific vision and the older daughter kind of beefs with her and um, does stuff to kind of gain her attention. And the younger daughter has suffers from cystic fibrosis. So the parents for that aspect alone, they're kind of 
more all about the younger daughter, always worried about her health and things like that. So that alone kind of causes jealousy in the family. And, um, you know, this whole movie is just basically about this girl going through life, doing some quirky, weird, creepy stuff to, um, you know, kind of get a rise out of her mother, kind of seek her attention. And <laughs> the reason I picked this movie is because, like you guys said earlier, it's kind of has similar vibes to, like, May and um, Alice Kills and American Mary, those types of movies. And I'm just a sucker for those movies. The way I found this movie actually was by going on Amazon and, it's a people who bought, uh, I think it was American Mary or something like that, also bought this movie. And that is where I came across this film and I had never really heard anyone else talk about it or anything like that. And I got to say, the first time I watched it, it just blew me away. It had my attention the entire movie. It, you know, I couldn't take my eyes off the screen. It's also a very short film. It's only about 80 minutes. And um Arguably, there's not a lot of horror aspects going on throughout it besides these weird dreams the girl was having. But uh, once you get to the ending, that just uh, blew me away. And I thought about it for days and days afterwards. So that is why I wanted more people to watch it, because I, I just wanted to hear more opinions on this movie because I never hear anyone talk about it. So what do you guys think? Um. First of all, uh, this is the only film out of the Quattro that I have not seen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, you recommended it to me a couple times. Actually, Jeremy told me to watch it one time as 22 Shots Homework, and I never did it. Yeah, I remember uh, that. But I only didn't do it because he doesn't do my homework that I give him. <laughs> um, so we basically fail. Uh-huh. You know, class. But um, there's another cover of this movie that I'm not – too keen on it's like victorian era looking yeah yeah it's the one that's on imdb mm-hmm. um so i i kind of think that because we, we have talked about this film a little bit at work and i think i kind of see the film slightly different than you like i don't look at the dad as a pussy i just see him as kind of non-existent like mm-hmm. he's just not involved he reminds and, me of the dad from ginger snaps basically yeah he should also remind you of the guy from hostel too <laughs> is he actually the guy from Hustle 2? Yes. Also, Harold and Kumar um, escape from Guantanamo Bay. He's the guy on the plane at the end who's like, don't worry, guys, you're safe, and then he falls off the plane. Uh, I haven't okay. seen that. Uh, so, also, I don't think the mother is, like, controlling that much. Like, I, yeah. I, I mean, I think that I, she think, does control yeah. a little bit. But, like, my thing is, like, she's actually not too pushy. Like, she's not, like, making these kids, like, do, like, track that they don't want to do or, like, play piano or go to all these things. Like, it's – like, she she has, like, basic parenting things that she wants the family to do, the kids to do. Like, so, so it's not – it's not – um it's it should be agreeable situations. Like, it should be, um like – a I can't think of the the word, but basically it should it should be a, a fair compromise essentially. It, it should be things that the girls should do. Like they're not they're not like these major life changing <laughs> altering like things that she's forcing them into. It's just like you know 
go to class and, and, and go to your therapist and talk to the preacher or whatever, like go to church. Don't use the Lord's name in vain. Like, uh, that, yeah, there's that one thing that she makes them go to too. But for the most part, you know, it's, it's the daughter who acts out. Like she's a manipulator. She well, manipulates every situation. She's like, uh, she's, she's very cynical too. She's very uncaring. She's very, uh, you know, um, above other people she just she's a so she is a sociopath 100 percent. she just, just she doesn't see the only people person that she might care about is her sister i just um see like not okay like controlling is a strong word but i mean not even imdb used it so i mean you can't really argue with that how can you but yeah, um you can never argue with IMDb. yeah it's exactly it's yeah. legit but um it's not like I'm on Wikipedia or anything, but um, I don't know. I, I know what you mean. Like the mother's not forcing them to do sports and like annoying stuff like that. But I see her as very um elegant and just um. I feel like she just read a book on parenting and she's like disappointed that one of her daughters is just a little bit of a weirdo. And I think like the thing here is she doesn't know how to reach out to someone with like a weird personality like that. And I just feel like. You know, the daughter, like I've said before, is um, clearly mentally ill in a way. Like, she's, like, aware, like, she's making jokes throughout the movie, like, oh, I have, like, borderline personality disorder and all that. But at the same time, she definitely does have mental issues. It's not all just a joke. And I feel like the mother just doesn't, or but the parents both, like, rather don't really um, take the steps necessary to get her help. Like, they just have this you know, preacher or whatever talking to her once a week and he's like not, you know, legit or anything like that. So like, I see yeah. what you mean. Like the, it's not all the mother. Definitely. Well, well, the mother is, you get the sense that the mother treats her daughter like this because of actions that have happened in the past. You mm-hmm. see that she is very, um, she doesn't trust her. She's very dismissive yeah. of, of the daughter because she has this concept of, um, you know, getting away with things and manipulating like we like there's so many examples of this daughter um, knowing uh, how to manipulate a situation like and she's con- honestly a bad person. Like she's not a good person and you can blame it on mental instability because that's most likely what it is. But yeah. look at the I, br- I brought this up to you at work. Like look at the the. Like yeah, okay, the the girl is painted as a as a bitchy blonde like cheerleader prep girl, right? She's painted that way just cuz she's blonde and she's looks popular and has a boyfriend and she's talking shit on him. But that girl actually doesn't do anything to our lead character, but our lead character tricks her boyfriend into having sex with her uh and then she's very she also got him to go down on her while she was bleeding out of her vagina cuz of menstrual things. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and she did that purely out of her own joy, like that purely for her own personal reasons, even though a normal person would think that was a dirty move. But because she's a sociopath, she doesn't see it as such. Or maybe she doesn't. She just doesn't care. Uh, we also see that she is like her mom doesn't force her to be religious. She clearly is religious. She prays to God and she and everything she asks from him. Everything, almost everything is completely self-beneficial like it's all going to benefit her not for somebody else uh so i think that this film has a very interesting dynamic with the fact that we have somebody who is not a good person 
but you don't hate her because you almost get the sense that it's hell mental issues right uh but the like this film though to me went up an entire point maybe even a point and a half based on the final the final the finale Uh uh-huh the final like five minutes of it and that's really why i wanted you to watch it because like i knew even though i saw it coming from a mile away and Whatever, I dude. I I did not I, at like, all. The first literally time I seen it coming from the first like ten minutes into the movie. I just didn't put it together. Like you guys all, like everyone loves to ruin movies for themselves. Or just like guessing. Like I just kind of watch the movie, don't really think too much into it, and then I'm like, oh, oh man. Even you just if haven't it seen is, enough movies right here. Thank you. You haven't seen enough movies, or else you would have uh, uh, you would have caught it too. Yeah. Whatever. What do you guys think about it, Andrew and or Austin? Yeah. Um. I'm with JP where, like, the first half of the film, like, I really didn't, I really wasn't thinking the mom was, like, really all that controlling. Like, I really didn't feel all that sorry. I mean, I did feel sorry for her because she's, you know, the main character's dealing with, like, mental issues and stuff like that. But, I mean, like, she she was, like, doing, like, really shitty stuff to people and, mm-hmm. like, <clears throat> like, it just didn't, yeah. yeah, yeah, it, it, didn't, it didn't seem like the mother was doing really much wrong, uh, but... Like, it, I think this scene comes, I think, towards the end. I think it's right before the finale where she's, the mom's talking to um, the, uh, the husband and saying, like, uh, this, you know, she's just impossible to love, you know, and stuff like that. That's 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 the point of the film where it's like, all right, you know. Yeah, and, and, and I thought that scene was very interesting because what it did was showcase that the mom has tried everything and nothing's coming through to her and and she's had a uh, weak moment she Mm -hmm. had a moment of of giving up and i thought it was also interesting because the daughter actually reacts to it which is not typical of somebody who is sociopathic so it's definitely an interesting spin in there and i think that that is the moment that and also you got to keep in mind that the mother did not intend for the daughter to hear this no yeah yeah, I, i realize that yeah but it was just it was just one of those scenes where it just have watching her react to it i just felt i felt bad for her yeah hmm. i've went what last on both of these uh, these two so I, <laughs> everybody's pretty much set all my things yeah I've, i was really intrigued by this movie um it's it's definitely one of those ones where uh like uh american mary it doesn't really have a whole lot of uh uh, well, actually, just like Bedeviled, it doesn't have a whole lot of replay value for me, but it's one of those ones where I'm, I like, the whole time I'm like, this character is not not totally different from me, but I'm like, it, it's not some, not into things that I am, but I'm intrigued this entire time. Like, I, like, I mm-hmm. always have, I'm always wanting to watch more of this, and yeah, I, I'm with you, like, I, I don't really think about I like when I'm watching a movie, like I'm not thinking ahead of time of things. So like I'm just like, yeah. uh, the ending is, I I, yeah. I just like the movie. I just, you know like, I didn't see the ending. I I probably could let me have say figured this. out the ending was coming, but yeah. Yeah. I yeah. didn't know that that specific thing was gonna happen, but whenever you find out immediately what the girl's interested in. And immediately, what's wrong with her sister? It's just very two. It's two things that are very close together in proximity, and you know that they're not telling you this for no reason. That's and true. I mean the movie. I guess like the movie is called Excision, 
So the whole time I'm kind of, like, I mean, you got the dream, of course, but the whole time I'm kind of thinking, like, okay, I that, feel like something's coming here. That was something that I particularly didn't love. I really didn't love the dream sequences. Yeah, I, and I actually agree, like, the first time I watched it, because I think it, the opening scene is a dream sequence, and at first I was like, oh my god, like, what did I get myself into? But, like, I, I would have to agree with you, that's not my favorite aspect to it. Like, what what did you guys think the... Because to me, like, the, the the dream sequences were, like, meant to show, like... I, I, I don't know what... I, I could be totally off on this, but I got, like, the two halves of her are kind of, like, on a collision course. And that was my... That was what I picked up from it. Like, but I don't know. Like, I didn't know if it... But I was like, there has to be a reason for this. And I don't know. I could be totally off. Well... But, you know. I didn't pick up any of that, honestly. I mean, you know? um, it's like, the, I guess they don't show it all that well, but I do know that, like, it's meant, like, she, they're like these wild fantasies she has, and it's, like, orgasmic to her. Like, when she wakes up, she's, like, sweating and smiling, and, like, it's just, like, a disturbed, like, delusional thing about her that just makes her so happy. These, like, disturbing dreams, and it just says a lot about her mental state, and, you know, that's, like, why she wants to, like, have sex with this dude while she's on her freaking period and things like that, and so I do like it for that, but, like, the dreams themselves I didn't really care for, but I liked what, how they were showing how, like, deep and dark her mind is. Mm-hmm. And and you told me that, and I was like, okay, I could see that, I could see that, that it was, like, mm-hmm. um like, a sexual thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, fe- I felt like they, they hammered it in too much. It was like, okay, I, I get that she is is twisted. She's mm-hmm. messed up. I I, didn't, I felt like it was just to s- further push the fact that she was, like, crazy, which I don't think needed pushed. And that was that's really my only complaint with this film, truly, is I don't really care for those dream sequences that much. Yeah. Fair you enough. guys have any complaints? Uh, you know, I really don't have, I really don't have any major complaints with it at all, honestly. Like, I really enjoyed this the whole way through. Yeah, I was, I was still up in the air. Like, I'm more on the lenient side on the dreams, but yeah, other than that, I really don't have any, like, major, major complaints or anything. Yeah, I'm a winner. Yeah. I guess, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I, I was very happy with your pick. Thanks. So should we go into the ratings on this one? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. All right. I guess I'll go first. Um, yeah, the first time I saw this movie, um, like I said, I was pretty blown away by it, and I just love the uh, messages of like mental illness and things like that. I love movies dealing with those topics and like people who don't really fit in because, you know, I feel like I can relate to them in a way. And, um, (laughs) nobody, I'm not actually, I'm pretty cool. A lot of people think I'm cool, but, um, anyway, uh, like you guys said, I agree. Like the dream sequences, like oddly enough, are the things that I didn't care for as much either. And those are like the most horror ish elements to this movie really besides the ending. But, um, other than that, uh, I was afraid this movie would maybe go down or just like hover around the same area for me the second time around because it seemed, especially with an ending like that, it seems like it would be a one-time watch. But I, I, I don't know. I loved it just as much and maybe even a little more than the first time I watched it. And I actually came in with a 9.5 out of 10. 
Okay. All right. Um, I guess I'll go next. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I really love this movie. I thought, I thought it was super cool. Um, I also am a huge fan of these sort of, um, quirky type of, uh, character studies. And, uh, I do love films like May, um, mm-hmm. and American Mary. Uh, but I also, I also just like fucked up endings. Like, yeah. I, I truly do. Like, yeah. I just, I just like those. Um, I like when movies have balls, which I think this one does, and uh, like much like Bedeviled. Um, so I'm I'm coming in. I went I went up like a full point and a half maybe from where I was at, uh, based on like the the where the film played out, and and that's even with knowing where it went. It was one of those situations where I'm like I kept thinking like they better end this right because if they end this not right, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> um, <laughs> And uh, they ended it right, and I gave it a 9 out of 10. Cool. Um, yeah, I kind of knew where the ending was going, too, but, like, the way they did it, I still still thought was, like, really, really amazing. Like, it kind of blew me away. But, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm also a fan of these, like, really weird movies and stuff like that. That's why I was excited when Carly picked this one, because, you know, I'm a big fan of May and stuff like that as well. But uh, Have you seen this before? No, this is the first time I watched for me. No, Andrew? Yeah, both both of your movies were first time watches for me. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I'd never even heard of this movie before, which is crazy. But uh, yeah, I absolutely love this movie. Um, I'm coming in at a nine point five out of ten. Whoa! Yeah. Nice. That's what I'm talking about. Um. Well, I like I, I was you know I I really liked this movie. I thought it was um. You know the the aesthetics were really good. It was really well shot, really well acted. Um, I liked the storyline to it. Um, I'm not as high as all of you are, but I'm still coming in at an eight point five out of ten, and that still qualifies for the uh, Woodsboro Hall. <laughs> Yay! I was about to say, man, y'all been hanging out with DBJ forty two too much. I'm afraid to rate anything high whenever, because I always, I'm always afraid to be compared to 10 out of 10 Derek. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I guess up next would be Austin. Yes. Comes after E. Best for last. Whew. I was just going to say that. Nice. <laughs> uh, all right, so the film I picked for this event is uh from the dark from the year 2014 and i believe i found i watched this first on on netflix i believe um of course i found out to watch this in a moods video so how i <laughs> watch every movie i see basically but uh, <clears throat> uh yeah reading the imdb uh synopsis here um a couple on a trip through the irish countryside find themselves hunted by a creature who only attacks at night and uh yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we have here. Like, the past two movies that we've, you know, reviewed have been, have had, like, a bunch of different elements to them, and you can go really deep into them and stuff like that. This is pretty much straight up. I mean, this, this, this couple, they, you know, think they get, their car gets stuck, and they have to, you know, uh, search for help at this farmhouse, and there's this, uh, there are these creatures there, and it's basically them fighting for survival so it's you know really really simple premise um which i don't know if you guys i don't know if it's just me being an idiot but like the first 
Like I, I think I've watched this one twice before my brother ever saw it, and I think I watched a review that he did on it, and he talked about how it was a, it was actually a vampire movie, and like I completely missed out on that the first <laughs> time. Like I, I was just like, I, I think I reviewed it somewhere, and I was just like, oh yeah, there's some these these creatures who only come out at night and are afraid of light, and like, uh, and I'm like, yeah, uh, vampires. So, yeah. Well, you, you you were probably just in more of the Twilight frame of mind with vampires, right? You were just well. I'm. I, I have to admit, um, I'm never in the Twilight frame of mind. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, all right. I'll, I'll I'll accept your lie for right now. Okay, so, um, yeah, the first I remember the first time um I watched this, like I I thought I think the cover of this movie is like really misleading because like. I thought it was going to be some sort of maybe, like, The Descent or something like that, or, like, in a bunch <laughs> of tunnels and stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it is actually like, kind of like The Descent. In a, in a, well, like, yeah, in a way, but I thought it was actually going to be, like, underground. like the Yeah. Entire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not like that at all. Um, but, yeah, uh, one of the things, like, I really, really like about this movie is the setting. It's just kind of, like, out in the middle of nowhere and, like, uh, abandoned farmhouse. I think it's really, really cool. Um, you know, uh, another thing that really impressed me, uh, the first time I saw this and still now is, I think the acting in this movie is like just phenomenal. Like, I think both the performances are just great. Um, it's just, it just feels like natural. It feels like this is an actual like couple talking to me. Wait, this isn't a snuff film? He, he, he literally asked us like every single movie we watch, we'll be sitting there watching movie together. Ooh, the snuff film? Like, it's just, it's just the same stuff. Like, <laughs> different shit. Like, it's always Chloe, it's always my soul to take, like... Yeah, Are you calling him a one-trick pony? Yeah! Like, come on. You need to, uh, you know, be like Brandon Orlick, who's a one-trick pony, but... He learns to take everybody else's one tricks, oh, and then he utilizes. Oh. Damn. <laughs> Jack of all um, trades is good at is great at nothing, though. So that's all I'm saying. Sure. But um, yeah, I mean, there's not a really whole lot of like, lot of stuff to get into with this movie. Honestly, I mean, it's just a straight up, you know, kind of different type of vampire flick. I think um. A straight up different kind of vampire flick. <laughs> yes. Very good. Very good. You heard it here first. So. <laughs> um, okay, I'll, I'll chime in on this one. So this this film I'm actually familiar with. I watched it. I thought I watched it in 2016, um, but I actually watched it way back in 2015 for the uh, top ten of that year. And I keep all my stuff from that era you know like all my rankings and ratings and stuff like that i'm very very nerdy with those type of stats and i i just finally clicked on it i actually it is my number 54th film of 2015 hey. 54th <laughs> <laughs> above it is maggie uh headless oh. there's samurai roommate wanted last shift i almost picked maggie for the show like full disclosure <laughs> i just watched it so yeah but but that doesn't mean that i didn't like this movie because this this was a heavy year i did a top 50 so you know um it, it was a good year for for movies uh and um watching it this time 
I remember, I didn't really remember it that much. All I remembered, like, this is legit. Like, when, when Austin picked this one, I was like, oh, okay, I, I remember. Is that that Irish setted, setting one? And I remembered that, and then I remembered, I was like, I, I was sitting here, I was thinking, I was like, what, what happened in that movie? I was like, I just remember this girl in the dark a bunch. And sure enough, that's what this movie is. It's, mm. it's about this girl wandering around. Like, okay, the movie is very cool in its simplicity. So basically these characters are stuck in this place and there is a vampire, which um, I did know that it was like, it's supposed to be a vampire. I do remember that. May I just um, say, I did not put that together and I feel dumb as hell now. <laughs> I thought they were just like creatures who got, I don't know. Infected it's or, non-traditional I don't know. vampire yeah. tale. Um, and as I'm watching it, what was that? I said it's a very different kind of vampire film, like I said. Yeah, it's a straight-up different vampire straight film. Straight-up different vampire film, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, like, watching it this time, I did like it a little bit more than I did the first time. But I still have, like, some core issues with it. So, for one, I do think that, although simple and cool... It plays it safe. It doesn't really do anything out of the out of the ordinary. It doesn't really do anything to kind of set its part itself set set itself apart from other things. Like it, its main objective here is to use sort of the shadows and sort of what you don't see as a fear mechanism, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it works to a certain extent. But by the time you see the girl lose light and then like her whole goal is to get somewhere out, run away and find new light. Like that, they, she literally does that throughout the entire film, get away, run, find new light, protect mm-hmm. yourself for a little bit, lose that light, run away, get a new light, protect yourself a little bit. It's the same thing. It's very repetitive. And I do like that. They keep the creature in the shadows. You don't really get a good look at him at all, yeah. but I do have a problem whenever you use, uh, I guess what you would call almost like fourth wall breaking, techniques for that meaning that okay it's one thing to put something in the shadows it's another thing to put them out of focus because if you do that too many times it works good in halloween when when myers is in the background and he like you know kind of rises up and he comes mm-hmm. in focus and stuff like that you do it in this film too many times you're you're kind of going back to that well uh, a bit much and, and, it, and it becomes fourth wall breaking because you think what why can't i see this thing it's like oh he's out of focus it's not that he's in the shadows or that uh, you don't, you know, he's far away. Like he's he's in, just in the background. Mm-hmm. He's just in the background and he's out of focus because it's a filmmaking technique. It's a camera <laughs> technique to to hide the creature to keep the suspense there. But I feel like it it doesn't work after a while. And I had that kind of issue with this one. Other than that, it's it's a nice little horror film. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of creepy. It's a nice little spooky tale of, of this vampire and this chick's fight for survival. Uh, there's not much to comment on other than the than the little bit of issues that I had with um, some of the filmmaking choices. But yeah, uh, I have to say, like when, uh, the first time I watched this, man, like I was like I was higher on the film than i am now i must say um (laughs) it is one of those films right like if you if you catch this film on the right night when you're just in that mood for something slow burn and something like a little scary and just something that you'll know right away if you're into this movie because none of this shit will work 
Like none of the tension suspense building, like keeping the creature off screen, none of that stuff will work if you're not instantly down with this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you you kind of got into it earlier. Like um, there's just they do play this film is played pretty safe. I think like it like everything in this film feels like something like that a actual person would do. Like the chick, like you said, running and switching on on the light and stuff like that. And while it's kind of cool, they like play like really realistic like that. It, again, it's just like, you know, watching a film, you kind of want to see a bit more like some really cool shit happen or like some really, uh, you know, uh, pique your interest, whatever. But, you know, they, it, it does get kind of repetitive with that, but I still think, you know, there are some, um, there's one really cool scene that I really love. That's like in the middle of the, fi- the middle of the film when the vampires trying to, uh, smoke, smoke them out of the house and which is which is a nice little that is probably one of the nicest twists like you know mm-hmm. you know new type things to happen in this yeah movie. it's it's one of the only things that's different which i did i do like that yeah um yeah i, I thought that scene was really well done i thought so because it, it just shows her like it gets like behind the camera shots like behind her shoulder and like you're looking for the creature in the smoke and eventually it comes out. I think it's done really well. And, uh, yeah. Um, the only other scene that really sticks out really at all is I think it's, uh, the scene where she has to kill her, uh, boyfriend spoiler alert, but whatever. Um, we, we spoil you know, all our main reviews, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, I just forgot cause we haven't done the podcast in five years. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, that was, so, that was actually really funny. <laughs> I try, um, but yeah, I I, th- I thought that sequence was pretty well done. I do I do like how they kind of ended the film, like with the kind of fake out where you think the main character dies at the end because it it, do- it does look like she you know is getting eaten alive basically. Yeah, yeah. So they um, they, they pull uh, definitely like a Glenn from The Walking yeah. Dead. Yes. <laughs> Spoiler alert! Damn it! Everyone I'm still on season that. two. But um, what I I could comment on like I just felt like the boyfriend character all we all we did was kind of get them into trouble and then he was like worthless the rest of the movie because he got like hurt like <laughs> I just much. found it because uh, like we're all talking about the girl and it's like yeah rightfully so because like there was no <laughs> real team effort here it's just like the dude they fought a little bit he like goes out, he's like, I'm gonna go to this farmhouse, and he's like, I'm gonna go help the dude, then all this, all these issues occur, and I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, he's he's dead weight the entire yeah, movie. He really, yeah. really is. <laughs> the, only, the only time we see him face the vampire, he's getting his ass beat, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just pretty pointless character, pretty much like Jeremy Freeman. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Um, that would hurt his feelings if you listen to the podcast, but yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> he may. I think he listened to our year-end show, at least. Really? I think huh. he was commenting about some of our picks. Well, mainly mine, but, you know. Everybody knows you're probably just guessed your worst. He might listen to this one since me and her are on it. Yeah, may- maybe. Hope, hope so. Um, but, yeah, I, for me, I... I really dug this movie, ironically, a little bit more the second time I watched it than the first. This is my second watch of the movie. Um, I do have a couple issues with it, and they're all they're all more um, technical. 
I normally don't ever have a problem with this, but in this movie, I did not. I did. I I was a little distracted by it because like it was about ten minutes into the movie, and that when their car breaks down. Uh, spoiler alert! Their car. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, when they're they get out and they're like walking, and I'm like, I'm distracted right now, and I like pull back, and I'm seeing that they are literally just. It's just all handheld. The entire movie pretty much is all handheld. And it's a little bit distracting sometimes whenever I'm like a scene doesn't shouldn't necessarily be steady cam and I'm a little bit distracted because there's so much camera movement going on. I think the whole movie pretty much that I was actually paying attention to the camera work was all either handy cam handy cam or um or just tripod. I think I was basically the entire movie was that they didn't really have any. It's probably because it's Ireland and they probably don't have many tools for actual for you know big budget filmmaking out in Ireland. So I, I can definitely give it a pass for the most part on that. But I was a little bit distracted with that. Other than that, like a little bit of a little bit of the time, I think the use of natural light was a little bit like I couldn't see what was going on sometimes yeah. when it was Dude, in the dark. It, that's all 100% intentional too and i think yeah. that it goes back to the guy wanting to hide his creature as much as he could to build i i, I don't think it's necessarily because he doesn't want to you know show the effects i, I truly think it's just because he thinks he's building suspense but it's a little too dark it definitely yeah. is like it's it's distractingly dark and if you don't have a good TV, I couldn't even imagine. I could I couldn't imagine watching this on an older TV. <laughs> I watched it on a portable DVD player. Yeah. Ooh, so that kind Jeez. of affected my viewing experience, uh, maybe. But yeah. Uh, other than that, though, I really think that I I I was into it. Like I thought that it was really like pretty atmospheric, and I I really actually I dig the ending. Like I thought that this was like a little. Like, I, I don't remember watching a movie with, like, an ending like this, how... I, I, I know, like, the face-off against the vampires, like, done a thousand times, but, like, the way that it's done, like, the traps that she sets up and stuff, I I love the whole lighting the fire behind her and things. I thought that was really cool. And I love the Of course you setting. would. <laughs> <laughs> Booby traps? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I don't like them in Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the only movie I don't... Well, other, night, Last House, I guess, is the other <laughs> Last House is ridiculous. That that's the worst. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, Last House is definitely like more comedic, and I'm like, really, yeah. <laughs> like in this serious movie. But yeah, I, I think that um, I, I don't know. Like, I kind of would have liked a little more mythology with the the vampire or something. Like, we don't yeah. even know why, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I they, know, they're just they're just there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if you could have done this with this kind of story because this is a very like contained kind of well, story, what, like just these two people. So I don't know. Well, there, there's that. a there's another the, at the beginning of the movie go that there's a guy digging. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the hell is he digging for? Yeah, <laughs> they don't explain anything. Digging for vampires. Well, you could have had. You know what I'm thinking of now? I'm, th- I'm fucking uh, thinking of uh, Leprechaun uh, uh, uh. Origins. Um, because you know, it, JP, you've seen it, right? Yeah. Well, you know, like at the beginning of Leprechaun Origins, where the 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 guy that drives him in's like, I'm not going any. Further. I don't know Irish yeah. accent. <laughs> I can't do an Irish accent, but he's like, I'm not going in any further because these you don't go past these rocks. And like, I feel that that could have been a thing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ratings. 
I guess so. So I will go first. Um, yeah, <clears throat> actually, I got my first viewing of this film. Uh, you guys may be surprised by this, but my first viewing, I actually gave this a 9 out of 10. Like, I really, really enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I still really like this movie. Like, I still think it's really well shot. I think it has some pretty cool atmosphere. Um, it's just a really cool movie to watch, I think. Uh, Rain does come down, like, an entire point. But, uh, yeah, I give it an 8 out of 10. All right. Me? I'll go. Uh, yeah, I, I like this movie a little bit more than I did last time, but I, I, I never loved it. Um, I just thought it was decent. In, in a year of 2015, there was so many great horror films to come out. Um, like, I mean, I had such a, such a boss ass top 30. You know what I mean? I, I had stuff like digging up the marrow in, at number 29. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a great year. Um, but, I, I, I'm going to come up at half point. My original rating was a 6. I'm coming up at, to a 6.5. Huh. All right. Cool. Um, um, I guess... Or you could go, Andrew. Um, okay. Um, yeah, <laughs> this is so funny. Uh, this is Austin's <laughs> pick, and I am a half a point higher than him. I'm at an 8.5. <laughs> 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 um, nice. I, I really dig this movie. I think I think it works. Other than my complaints that I had, which you know brings it to a point and a half, but I I really dug this film. I I think I definitely agree with JP. If I caught this on the right night, like apparently the night that I watched Dark Skies, because I actually couldn't go to sleep that night. If I would have caught, <laughs> this, dude, that fucking movie is terrible. Dude, um, that happened to me with freaking Drag Me to Hell. Like it legitimately what? scared me. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't what remember. Like you? everybody talks about it, like it's like this comedy thing, and I'm like, dude, I remember being scared as hell. Watching <laughs> that. I, I gotta watch that movie soon. I think it is pretty, pretty scary too. Like I feel it's more horror than comedic. Definitely. Yeah, horror than, I, I don't really but, remember, but uh, yeah, mm, whatever. I'm never scared by that movie in the least bit. It's just fun as hell. Ah, uh, the jump scares really get to me. Eh, some of them, yeah. But, um, I mean, as far as my opinion, I didn't really say much on this uh, review. I did like the movie. It was definitely, you know, watchable, and um, it kept my interest the entire movie. My only issues, of course, were with how dark it was sometimes. And, you know, I found the boy. you only have, like, two characters, and the boyfriend character is kind of a throwaway character. But um, other than that, like, I thought it was an enjoyable watch. Like it's, it's definitely a type of movie that I like to watch where like a couple was being terrorized, but um, we're all over the place with ratings here because I actually gave it a seven out of 10. Nice. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Well, time to go. <laughs> yep. I'm going to sleep. <clears throat> I'm, Good night, I'm everybody. Actually, Listen, late, Andrew's late. pick I'm this actually what like NyQuil that. takes to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you steal that joke from, buddy? Uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on now. Um, now, my pick is from the year 1998, and you can tell it's from the 90s, early 2000s, because look at the poster. Um, and, yeah, actually, low-key, I think I've told you, Austin... This is the year you were born, and this is probably my favorite year, like, personal of, like, films from horror. Obviously, if you've watched, look at my <laughs> top 15 movies, you'll understand why. 
if we did uh, a if we did a kill the cast like you know how they do like the birthday year thing dude i'd pick your movies every time like you like i wouldn't even <laughs> pick my own movies like i would be i'd just be like holy shit like the picking you like there's nothing i could pick for my year that would be better that i would like more than any of these movies anyways yeah. um yeah but anyways, I picked uh, Phantoms, which is I said, which is a Dean Koontz novel, which uh, he actually wrote the screenplay for this movie, which does not happen too often for a author to actually write their own like screenplay. Um, I mean, Stephen King's done it a bunch, but yeah, he I think because he's it, too, that's very Stephen cr- King. Yeah, it's, yeah, he's, he's like because uh, I think um, what's his name? His last name was Stern. Damn, I can't remember can't believe i'm forgetting his name don't but, don't they call dean coots the poor man stephen king like I, I swear i've heard that before i think i just but, said that yesterday but i think uh, it's like stephen king and dean coots are like the two big names like i've never read a uh, dean coots novel so i i don't know no one has <laughs> i have they talk I about it have. i don't know read this one. book hell no uh okay but i do hear this book is pretty good okay um well, movie's pretty underrated, in my opinion, um, <laughs> obviously with this show. Um, yeah, so basically, the the I think this is like a tale of two halves for me for this movie. So the first half of this movie is a, a, a kind of a basic setup, but a basic setup to a premise that I am absolutely in love with, and that is these people come from, or like, out of town, move into this town, and, like, the town is completely just ghosts. Like, nobody's there. There's nobody in any houses, no cafes. It's just, like, completely abandoned. And then you have your uh, – so uh, it's the two two main female characters that do that. And then you're introduced to the two um, uh, law enforcement officers of the town played by Ben Affleck. Yes. And I don't know how to say his name, but I'm just going to say Lee Schreiber. Um, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, it's, it's close. It's not exactly, but it's close. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a Jeremy Butcher, then. Is that, That's what no. you're trying to say. <laughs> okay. Correct. Um, yeah, Isn't so, it funny when he makes fun of me for how I pronounce thing, things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, from basically from there, you have this they're, – they're trying to figure out what's going on, what's causing this disappearance. And then all throughout there, you're getting these, like – creepy voices on the walkie talkies and like and dip like every now and then you get like this creature attacks and you get these people that are like this one person that's dead in their hotel bed and like uh, their skin's all like dis discolored and stuff and and then halfway through the movie it completely changes tones and becomes a i don't even know how to call it, like almost an independence day kind of story where it's like you're you're anything that they built up in the first half of the movie is pretty much just explained in the 46 minute mark and then the rest of the story is played out where it's that so to me these type of movies never work for me like uh the ones that are like very horror like early and then delve into like a sci-fi film I, i think a dream catcher like Dreamcatcher is fantastic yeah. horror, and then it just goes into this like sci-fi I, thing. Yeah, and that's where like this is like like if we were just doing the first half of this movie, my score would be unbelievably high. But the, <laughs> it's the second half of the movie that is uh, lowers my score because it's like 
this like the first half of this movie like is awesome i love the premise of these <laughs> movies like you're like what's going on here like and then and it i we're, i'm commenting on it because it's from that era uh it does have a really cool like all those movies have the same kind of feel it does have a pretty yeah. good like scream air type feel to it the first half and then the second half really just like that's what actually hurts my score for this movie but i still really really enjoy like the, the setup the premise and um you know, I still, I still really, I, I enjoy all these characters in this movie too. So I, I'll open up to you guys. Okay, so first of all, I seen this for the first time probably like 2013, um, and I think I might have even reviewed it. It came in a double pack with the faculty back when Echo Bridge owned the rights to Dimension Films. Oh. <laughs> and uh, I, so I, I love the faculty. And I, I was like, okay, let me check this out. You should review and that soon. You know what? That would be kind of cool, but uh, we're kind of packed right now, so it'd have to be Patreon. So. Oh, yeah. cool. Well, some awesome uh, person should Patreon it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the thing about this movie is I, I, I do agree to a sense, or at least I did. Um, I remember when I first watched it, I was like super into it from the moment. Like the, it starts right away. They go to this town and there's nobody. It's like a ghost town. And I've seen movies like this and I've always liked that premise. I always like the premise of everybody being gone. And, and all of a sudden it adds an instant intrigue to a mystery of what happened to everybody. Um, and I like that. But on a rewatch, that does not work at all. At all. Because you already know that it's, those questions are going to be boring answers <laughs> um so and i noticed this time like okay so who whose house do they go to where they see somebody dead for the first time um i from my understanding it was i actually i don't know to be honest let's <laughs> <laughs> see like i don't even know if it's explained they're just in a house all of a sudden like at the beginning yeah right at yeah. the beginning I when thought, they first realized they something to like wrong. visit i thought they were going to someone's house like a family member or friend or something because she was like taking her sister up there to, like to get away that, from but things I wasn't sure so i'm going well, like i i don't I know don't, who's uh, they don't exactly. react like it's like oh grandpa's dead as fuck right now you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah so, yeah so i don't i don't know like that if, if it is that case house. then they they have bad acting in terms of like reacting to your loved ones who you're staying at their house like being dead as fuck um but you know then I don't know, like, this movie is a complete mess to me. Like, I like the core concept. I'm sure the book is awesome because the core concept is cool. It's about this this entity bacteria shit that basically just consumes things and people and basically acts as one. And I really like the concept that this thing, everything that it consumes, it become it, it, it consumes their memories and their thoughts. So basically, because uh, we know that this thing has took uh, the ancient Mayans as well as the uh, Roanoke um, settlements. Mm -hmm. So you know that it's done this. It's plagued history from time to time. And you get the sense that – well, they not even the sense. They pretty much say it. And, and you have to really pay attention to get to this dialogue because it's fucking exposition is horrible in this movie. Um, but you get you learn that 
okay, this thing, because it consumed people from this time period, Aztecs, they thought this thing was a god. So because in their head, they're not thinking it might be a god. They're literally thinking this is god. The thing thinks that it's God because it's it's it, it only knows what it gets from other things. And that's sort of how the film ends is is they it has a God complex where it thinks it's God. So it acts like a God, but it turns out it's not a God. It's just people thought it was. So it thought it was. But the movie is an absolute mess with its exposition. It's a mess with explaining that like you really have to dig deep to even understand that's what's going on. <laughs> like yeah. I didn't even get it the first time I watched. Yeah, I was like, this is a movie that is definitely it? takes rewatches to get that. <laughs> huh. Like Carly, did you get any of that? Um, well, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, like, dude, I honestly, fell asleep three fucking times. <laughs> Listen, three I, times. I didn't fall asleep the first time, but I did watch this movie twice, and because the first time I just felt like I could not get into it. And on the second time, I, you know, I paid more attention, but at the same time, I don't know. I, it's just one of those movies I can't get myself to fully, like, get into. Like, the beginning part, I agree, is pretty cool and very um, Scream-esque and um, just has that cool atmosphere. But even, like, with that part, like, I feel like it goes on for, like, too long with these people just kind of walking around, like, not knowing what's going on. And then... Once you get to that sci-fi bullcrap, like, I'm just not a fan of that type of movie at all. So, like, for me, it just kind of takes me out of it. And there's also some, like, really cheesy and cringeworthy dialogue. Dude, some this. awful stuff. Yeah. Oh, the, lim- the limbo thing? Ugh, don't say it. <laughs> Dude. Andrew. The limbo thing. Explain. Go ahead. Continue. Carly. (sighs) How low can you go? Okay, I'm done. Do you know what I'm talking? She's talking about. Uh, no, it's going over my head. One of the characters who's running after Rose McGowan or whoever. What is is he a severed head at this point? What is he like? I don't even remember. Like tentacles or something, I think. And he's like, he's like. He says that line, like, you want to see something? And then that, he goes, how low can you go? He, like, crawls under something. He's like, how low can you go? It's, like, the cringiest dialogue ever. Oh, yeah. So that stuff doesn't really bother me. Uh, That's, like, one thing I can't get past. Like, I'm down for these, um, like, cheesy movies. Like, I'm not, like, totally against you, Andrew. Like, I do like some of these floating head films. It's just, like, this one. I like a lot of them. Yeah, this one just wasn't, like, fun like I was expecting it to be. Like, I thought, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, and like I said, this is, like, uh, like all of our problems are in the second half of the movie. Like, that's that's yeah. my, my exact point is, like, the first half of the movie, I think, is, like, absolutely it, awesome. The problem like, is, is it's not even the first half. It's, like, the first 20 minutes. No, it, it is. It's actually, I watched both. I watched these movies forty five min- in 45-minute segments. It is, like, 45 minutes into the movie is when the military comes. Like it's Well, like when's that, the moth happen? When's the, the moth shitty happens, moth come out? That's about. Like, 20 minutes in. That's about, yeah, 25 minutes. I, I Yeah, that's, I like that's the moment where I'm like, fuck this movie. Like, I thought it was going to be something cool. <laughs> I remember to this day watching it, loving the beginning, and then all of a sudden it just went downhill when that moth came out, and it just continued to go downhill. Yeah. 
I mean, I'll be uh, like, I haven't of the '90s films. Um, the uh, I have, I actually am still holding off on watching. Um, it, this is really funny. I'm like a person who always has to watch things when like they're in season or like there's a particular time of the year where like yeah, something's happening. Too. Yeah. Um. I, I think when this was d- January, because I, I have a lot of time on my hands now. I I have been like wanting to. Uh, since I study religions, I've been wanting to go to uh, different like religious ceremonies and things. I've visited like uh, a Buddhist service before and things like that this semester. But um, I in April I will be going to a um, like a uh, a back I guess to a like a coven or like a like a pe- pagan gathering. And so mm-hmm. um, I will be watching disturbing behavior at that time. So that uh, so uh, I'll be holding off till. Uh, April to to watch them. So um, I that's the only one I haven't seen from that era, from '96 to '99. Uh, this one, it like as it stands, is is probably tied with my least favorite. Uh, but that's like picking my favorite Doritos. Like I. So like, why the hell did you pick this one? Well, he feels it's underrated. I I said it's like picking my favorite Doritos because I love all of them. But yeah, I might not. I might think this is this one might be my least favorite of my favorite Doritos, but I think this one would be like dick flavored Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> Austin chimes in everybody. <laughs> That's great. That was awesome. I don't know, man. Like I like did you honestly think that you were gonna win us over with this one before we watched it? Did you even think that we were gonna like it at all? He did. I was he told I, me. I was hoping. Oh. He, told, he told me he predicted all of our score. I think he said we're all gonna come around like sevens or something. <sighs> Have you seen um, a couple of '90s films? Because like one of my favorite things to do is the uh, top ten of the retro years we do. And you, as you guys know, like the not last one but the one before we did 1996. So I really got to see like a lot of '96 movies, which is not a great year, by the way. Um, like it's very top heavy but like a couple of the films that came out that were underrated um and i'm just curious since you're like the 90s guy if you've seen them they're not necessarily like scream floating head era films but uh they're 90s um have you seen thesis yeah some of the ones that aren't like that aren't like readily available to to pick up i haven't seen that's one i haven't okay thesis is like kind of meta in a way which is kind of cool because scream came out that year um, but that is a really good movie. And then the other one that I just think is like – it's one of the like hidden gems I've seen that year. Like it's not the greatest movie in the world but just so weird that I really enjoy it. It's called The Girl in the Basement, a.k.a. also known as Reindeer Games. Um, that movie is like like just, just – like I was so happy I watched it. It was just like one of those weird movies. It didn't make my top ten but I just really liked it. <laughs> uh, I I, I... – yeah, I mean, it, when I see movies that are that are from like the the '90s and stuff, I try to pick them up, especially if I catch them at like the, the video store or whatnot. But I um... that's one that is very misleading. The girl in the basement because it doesn't look like it's from the '90s based on the DVD cover, and it doesn't even look good, and it's the title's not great. So that's one that if you do see on DVD, it's probably like you know. <laughs> uh, I will keep that in mind. It so it won't go on my shelf of of floating heads yeah (laughs) yeah no yeah 
All right. So can I say some few a few words here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So um, one thing that nobody has uh, brought up yet is uh, how bad uh, Ben Affleck sucks in this movie. Uh, <laughs> I think his and pretty much everybody else's character in this movie just sucks ass. Like they're just they have no characterization whatsoever. There's not one one thing you could say about that sticks out about any of these characters. They're just bland as all hell. And um, yeah, well, like, I <laughs> like what sticks out about the characters of the thing. Like I'm I'm kind of curious. Well, in the okay. thing. Dude, yeah. the thing got oh, great characters. RJ, RJ Windows from, is awesome. Yeah, he just RJ Keith McCree, David's character is yeah. awesome. Like, he, I, I mean, we, we, but like, what sticks out about them? Okay, well, what sticks out about like Keith David's character is he is he's like uh, he's an alpha male that would be the alpha male if Kurt Russell wasn't there. Like, yeah. he's like he clearly wants to be the leader. He's defined. As a leader, you can tell he has this leader mentality, but everybody seems to just listen to Kurt Russell, even yeah, when Kurt, Kurt Russell looks like he's and he gets the upper hand, too, which clearly pisses Keith David off. Um, I think like like, OK, there are a handful of throwaway characters there. But you got to realize this is a huge cast. We're dealing with an ensemble of like four in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah even Kurt Russell's character, like he doesn't really become the main character until like he takes over the shit and he starts ordering shit around. So, but it's also, it's also kind of, um, a film that you got to realize, like it's intentionally not giving you too much humanity about the characters because they're supposed to be, anybody's supposed to be the alien at any time. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's not necessarily a film that's supposed to have these really unique characters. Um, but like even there's all these little quirks about them, like like the one who sees that he saw that this like he's just sitting there watching the same uh, reruns of uh, mm-hmm. of game shows recorded, and the, and the other guy who um, is the cook in roller skates, and he's like he's a little cocky and and sassy with the you know not gonna listen to the white dudes and stuff when they tell him turn the music down. They they, ha- they don't have the strongest characters, but there's definitely stuff for each yeah. of them. Uh, well, there. I mean, from the people that are on the front of the cover, I can definitely see see on on phantoms. But the the uh, the old dude is definitely the one character that actually has some characterization about him from from phantoms. You know, he's the yeah. the, the the mad scientist, the guy who they don't, which actually plays into the kind of the whole uh, idea of what this film's actually trying to the, like. Uh, one of the areas that this kind of like hits at of like uh, you know how. Uh, scientists will propose a theory, and if the general population does thinks they're kooky, then that's that's it. Like they're they're always deemed kooky. It's kind of uh, a issue that that happens a lot in the the scientific realm. Uh, that's like one of the things that they're trying to social commentary uh, about there. But yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, everybody but him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I liked. I like it with like the setup to the movie, like right up until Lee Shriver and Ben Affleck show their face, and then I'm just like, yeah, this is I'm just not into it. There, there is there is a cool scene with the dog in there because it reminds me of the thing a little bit. Like the dog I thought you would love that. I thought you would yeah, love that I scene. Love, it's a great scene. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's not like like it's very close up, so it's not like as far away as the thing no. scene. 
but like it's yeah. it's still cool and it that one actually is practical um yeah. this does use cg but i actually for the most part don't find the cg distracting except in a couple shots there are a couple shots where it's definitely distracting but I thought the CG was used in situations that I thought it should have been used, except for it's 1998 and CG was still in its primary stages. So it's this could definitely be a movie from that era that could be remade and be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the story's be. there. I mean, you yeah. have the source material. A lot of people who've seen, read the book have said it's really good. But they also say that the the I mean I don't necessarily trust this with anybody because everybody says the book is so much better than the movie, and but and I mean I guarantee it is in this case. <laughs> yeah, I think if they had what happens in the um in like the like the forty five minute mark when the the military comes like at the hour mark or the hour and ten minute mark that would have been a little bit better because you get all your answers by 45 minutes. And then like you said, JP, it's all this, uh, like all this huge, huge like mythology. And then it's like the rest of the movie is spent doing that instead of like figuring out that stuff. It's more of like, okay, now I know what's going on. And it's like, it's less interesting that way. Like the way they told it in this way. Um, yeah. But either way, I still uh, like the, the, fir- the, the, the first half is what what is uh, I'm in love with in this movie. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. Ratings. Um, yeah. <laughs> Somebody else go first. I'll, I'm going last. All right, I'll go first. Um, I, uh, I honestly, I honestly used to think this movie was just like an average movie. I think it's literally below average. It's it's not a good movie. It's messy. The plots really dumb when you really think about it it's dumb it doesn't make any sense that these creatures would be or this amoeba thing would have been defeated in the roanoke times or the mayan times and to my knowledge they don't describe why it went into hibernation or whatever can you clear that up if they do or not i uh, andrew i think i rem- I, I don't recall specifically because there's like there's like a five minute scene where they're just doing like exposition insane so i i don't remember everything um. <laughs> yeah so so I, I i i thought about that about how the whole plot is kind of a plot hole um when you're dealing with this this parasitic thing or whatever um i think that the um acting is really dry and i really like rose mcgown but i don't think she did a good job in this film um i didn't really like the characters much all of them are kind of bland to me uh, there's like a, this sister dynamic that could have been played off of much stronger. Uh, I do like the scientist dude. Like he, you were right about him. Like I actually did like him. Um, like Ben Affleck is so lame, and I'm not even a Ben Affleck hater. Like I, I actually, I actually like him and stuff. Mm. But I, he's really bland in this film. Really lame. The there's no good real effect. I mean, there's there's a, there's a few things. But like for for this type of like sci-fi epic type look that they're going for, it's it's not good. I do like this little touch of snow that they added towards the the end of the film, um, and it's supposed to be set in Colorado too, mm-hmm. um, in the winter, I believe. So uh, <laughs> I expected a little more snow, but I don't know. Um, 
I don't know. Like to me, it's just there's not much interesting things about this movie other than the concept, and that's that's something that's not even the movie. That's just the idea behind the movie. So, like, man, I, I really don't like this movie. It, it's it's below average to me. I came in at a four out of ten. Ooh. Um. Yeah. Uh. I just. Uh. I really didn't like the first half of this movie. To be honest, like <laughs> I. I thought. I thought like everything that happened in there. Like there's just a lot of like cliche jump scares and shit. Like that didn't work. And like I said, I don't care for any of the characters, the performances. Like if you don't, if you, if you, if you didn't tell me that Ben Affleck was in this movie, you'd never know because he doesn't stand out whatsoever. Like I. I so I thought going into this that, you know, he was going to be a complete badass or whatever, but no. And, um, yeah, the second half had a couple of cool scenes in there, but um, I, I didn't, like, absolutely hate this one, but I'm actually coming with the same rating, 4 out of 10. <laughs> um, it's okay. actually sad. Like, I'm, I I hate that Andrew likes this movie, and, and we just hated it. <laughs> well, you know, this is what it is. I mean, like, okay, I thought, honestly, like, out of all the picks here, like, I kind of thought, I was kind of excited for this movie, like, I thought I might have the most fun with it, like, it would be the less serious out of all of them, and it would just be, like, a Scream movie, because based on the cover, you know, but, like, I didn't really know what the plot was going in or anything like that, and I gotta say, like, I did, like, the beginning portion obviously way more than the second portion and um you know i did especially like on second viewing i did like the beginning parts a lot better and i agree the characters are all pretty bland i kind of like the leaves character i think his name is like Stu. like i kind of like him towards the beginning but then like he also delivers delivers that stupid limbo line so that kind of brings him down (laughs) a little for me but um the funny thing is, I actually was more generous and gave this a 5 out of 10 just because, like, I thought the beginning was okay. Because I literally thought it was, like, a half-and-half half movie, so I gave it a 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it's my turn, then. <laughs> um, yes, so I'm actually trying to catch up and make sure I'm writing all these down. Um, okay, so... I guess basically what this is an interesting thing to uh, to to just comment on here. This we've all admitted pretty much that of of the era that we pretty much grew up watching a lot of these films. We all of uh, all said before on shows that we have a lot of nostalgia for the Scream era films, Scream, H2O, uh, Urban Legend. I know it's you last summer, all of these films. We don't have the nostalgia for this film and I seeing the scores here, and they're all very much lower than all the other scores we give for all of those other movies. Quality may also play into that too, but I think it, definitely nostalgia. I think is not on the side of this one. Um, I will admit, you guys talk me down a half a point on on this. Only a half. <laughs> I I will not give ten. You, I will give you. Well, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will give you credit. You talked me down a half a point. Um, I am going to come in at a seven point five out of ten. 
Oh, Andrew. I, like, I don't have, like... Oh, Andrew. I, like, I, <laughs> I don't have nostalgia because I've never watched this before, I guess. Like, well, you know. I mean, yeah, like, I, did, I did not see this when it came out. Um, yeah. Like I did a lot of those films. But th- there's other floating head movies I hadn't seen when they came out either. Mm-hmm. But I do I do think that I probably rate the ones that I have seen when they came out a little higher. Like... Like the faculty, I seen like day one release, like, and it's one of my favorite experiences from watching a movie. And I'm sure it's technically not that good, but I think it is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe if I had seen this one, I'd have a little softer love for it. But like, yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um. Uh, oh, before we go, I do want to give a shout out to a listener and a new podcast at the exact same time. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know if you guys would have seen this or not, but on the Horophilia Network, it's not a Horophilia show, but they posted it on a Horophilia Network. It's actually a new podcast. It's act, uh, an, like an LGBT kind of horror show, and they named it very creatively, and I got a good kick out of this. It's called Fry Gay the 13th. Um, is Jeremy I, on it? No, Jeremy is not on this. No, uh, the two hosts, uh, one's named Andrew, which is an awesome name if I am being objective uh, there. Um, mm-hmm. And the uh, the others, Matt, uh, they, they uh, actually, uh, the, the one reason why I also want to give them a special shout out too is that they, uh, I, I, I listened to their first episode and said I really enjoyed it. And they, uh, they said that they were also fans of, this show, the Woodsboro Bros, and I, to to be honest, I, it'll probably never get old. Like I still am, like, holy fuck, people listen to us and actually like really enjoy us. I'm like, that's <laughs> that's awesome. Like I, I like I never would have thought that. Like less than a year ago, like we we had zero. Yeah, viewers, that surprises so. me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't listen, so. <laughs> hey, I listened to episode one, two, and the end of the year show. Whew. Carly, uh, are you all uh, caught up on yeah. our on our show? Yes, I Thank am you, actually. Carly. You get you well, get you're caught up on time. their show and you're not caught up on our show, my show. Yeah, dude, we're 20 episodes in. You guys are 130 or whatever the fuck you are. I don't. <laughs> That's actually right, 130. Yeah, I am, I am caught up on your guys' show though. By the way. Damn, soldier. Yeah, uh, basically my life is watching movies or listening to podcasts. <laughs> nice. You gotta get on that Fortnite night. Uh, see, yeah, I man. do play video games, but I'm still I'm still on my PS2, so I, I'm. I'm still... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So you were saying about Fry Gay? <laughs> yeah, I I, th- th- I I like thank thank the guys for the shout out and uh just if you guys are like into it like they 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 did I for I actually forget the two movies I just remember like really enjoying their review of it like they were pretty like um you know, well-rounded, they touched on the aspects they liked, didn't like, they weren't, like, very all or nothing. I really get annoyed at reviews that are just like that. Like, I hated it like that. So, um, except for when you review Halloween Resurrection, you can hate that movie all you want, please. Um, uh, Okay, other than that, thanks, guys, for listening, and, yeah. um, But, yeah, what, what shows do we have coming up, Austin? Um, well, um, I know we have a show coming up. We're going to be reviewing a couple Netflix movies. Mm-hmm. Do you and want to announce what they are? I believe 
I can't remember the titles to be honest. I'll to, I haven't written down. I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up. But uh, yeah, what what the hell? Else? Okay, so uh, we also have the Insidious movies coming up. Nice. We're doing all four of them. Uh, four for got, four in that series for me. Yeah, well, I'm. Uh, I haven't seen the fourth one, so. Huh. It's, um, it's more of the same, but it's solid. Yeah. Uh, and what the hell else we say? Else, we also have a episode where we'll be doing uh, two films that me and my brother picked that are possession movies that we both feel are really undervalued, and that is um, the possession and the right. Um, which, by the way, the the right is from 2010, which JP was talking about earlier. I own it. I've never seen it. Oh, I don't know well, if you would like it as much as we do, though, because it's like it's definitely a lot of nostalgia for that movie, too, which is ironic because it's from 2010. Yeah, already have eight years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, the last show we have planned, actually, and I don't really know when the hell this is, but we have a... Uh, one year anniversary of the Woodsboro Bros coming up. I don't know when that is. It's only been a, it hasn't even been a full year yet. April twenty second is our one year. Okay, oh, two days before my birthday. Up. That's uh, uh, twelve days after my birthday. What's two days before? What you get like me? Like a month and six days or something after mine. I don't know. Uh, and it's um, about six but, days uh, before mine. What was wow. it? Everybody just gonna. I think that we should come back and do another one of these, like, in a couple months. Like, make it yeah. kind of volume one. Yeah, that sounds yeah. good. Oh, and make sure you guys put a poll on your group page on who had the best pick. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I, mine wasn't bad. I think I got a passing grade at least, so... Yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, so, um, yeah, but for our anniversary show, we're actually going to be doing the first season of Scream, the TV series, so... Which will be happy good. birthday for you because it's one of your favorite series. Yep. It was alright. Probably mine too because I haven't rewatched it since it actually aired. So I will. I'm really interested. Since I've also been on this Scream era kick, I'd be curious to rewatch that and see how much more I like it after that, or while I'm on still on my high. You get high on Scream era films. <laughs> it, did you did you know that I like those films? No, I didn't. <laughs> check my check my top fifteen. You'll find out that I do. Oh damn! Yeah, that was interesting. <clears throat> I only had four films from the era. Yeah. Do you like Doctor Giggles? See, I still like that one's not readily available either. Like, I, I, I would never see that. That is, store. it's I've definitely readily that. available. <laughs> I've never seen that. Like, if you go into Fye, you, I guarantee you'll never see that. Yeah, it's maybe like, Fye. It's not like I'm. Actually I don't really see much it, of anything you know. in Fye. Yeah, Fye sucks. <laughs> Ever since they changed their shelving units, I, I hate that. Uh, Dude, I don't even want to go there anymore, honestly. Like, it's just, I never find anything there anymore. Oh, yeah, we have the same FYE. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we can relate. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, guys, we're going to continue this conversation, but we'll get going here, let you guys go. So, until next week, which, well, hope till next time, which will hopefully be in about two weeks. So, mm-hmm. not, not, not a month and a half. Um, yeah, we will see you guys with the. Which one do you want to do next, Netflix or Insidious Quadrilogy? 
We'll do Netflix. Let's Netflix? do it. Okay, let's do the yeah. Netflix next. Okay, see you guys in two weeks with our Netflix show. And by the way, thanks again for JP and Carly for guesting. Yep. Thanks for having us. No problem. It was fun. Yeah. I had fun too. So, all right, guys. I will see. We'll see you guys soon. Peace.